Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, the Sunday League Show, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Searching for players? Searching for clubs? Find players and clubs near you right now on MatchHark. Playing football could never be easier. Download MatchHark on Google Play or visit our website at matchhark.com. Truly a great match. MatchHark. Welcome to episode two of the Sunday League show on tonight's show. Sadly, no Quidditch Municipal League this week. They don't start until the 11th. Um, so it will be the Orpington and Bromley, Southern Sunday and Westfar this week. Say only, but um, we're back. Episode two. Thank you to all the listeners in episode one. Uh, after we released uh, episode one, there was 890 listens uh, to the podcast. Uh, and I don't know if that was all to episode one, but it seemed to spike dramatically after release of that, which was brilliant. Uh, 890 listens uh, after one podcast and some of the comments that it, that, that podcast, Jamie, signifies the start of the season, that predictions one. Uh, we were chuffed with that, weren't we? Yeah, it's nice to know we've got a place on the, the calendar, I feel like, and people kind of using the podcast as a, a yardstick as to when the season's really going to start getting going. So that's always nice to for people to be waiting on it. And um, yeah, it's good that the feedback was excellent, really, wasn't it? It was great. And as, as you say, like if people are using that as, oh God, the season's starting, they're doing their prediction show. Uh, that was really, that's really chuffed. That's really made me chuffed, obviously, starting this alone four years ago. And, and now Jamie and Gibbs and Roger and, Graham all share, I think, the same sort of happiness when we get those tweets in. So thank you to everyone for that. Straight in then this week to the Alpington and Bromley. Uh, fixtures, obviously no games to review. So this week's show is going to be previewing all the games from uh, Sunday the 4th of September. Uh, this week in the Alpington and Bromley, we've got a President's Charity Cup prelim round bonanza where there's a, a, a load of a load of fixtures uh, in the league. I'm going to read them all out. And then as we usually do, we'll pick out the four games of the week that we're going to predict. Me, Jamie are going to predict them. And then on next on the Sunday league show, extra show, uh, Dan Cavell from um, formerly of sporting club Thamesmead is going to be our Orpington and Bromley specialist um, predictor, but all of the, all of the lads in that, in the predictors predictions show wanted to predict all of the games. So you're going to have Southern Sunday, Quarter Municipal and West for people predicting all of the games, which is really exciting. It means if we get to the end of the season and there's no games on for the Quarter Municipal or whatever, all the play, all the players do the same amount of games, which is going to be uh, really exciting. We won't have to have do any averages and uh, cause I do every league, um, it just matches up nicely. So the boys wanted to do that. I'm really chuffed that they're buying into that 100%. Um, so excited to do to release that podcast. That will go out on Thursday. It's going to be good. Right, this week, the fixtures on the Orpington and Bromley. Uh, and as I say, this is the return of the President's Cup, the President's Charity Cup. It wasn't played last season. All of the cups that were played last year were the divisional sectional cups that were played midweek and well done to the teams for getting that done. But we have the big cut back this, this year in the Uppington and Bromley. And they do, they do give money to charity on the back of this cup, don't they, Jamie? Yes, they do. Which is good. 
I've, yes. called, I've, I've said the Plumsy Cup was a good cup for that. And uh, I was put right that the Alpenton and Bromley do give money to charity on the back of this cup. So let's run through all the fixtures. There's some good ones here. AFC Wilgar play Shortland Spitfires. Uh, Benhurst take on Westerham Wolves. I think that is not Wolves, Wolves. Um, mm. Let me share my screen with Jamie so you can see. Um, Bexley United take on Broccoli Reserves. Broccoli take on LSU Lions. That's a good little tie, that one. Um, Western Wolves, that a new team to the league, they'll get they'll find their benchmark against Benhurst um, on the weekend. Expect Wilgar to be strong in that in their game. Uh, Benhurst are probably going into that as favourites. Western Wolves, a new team. Bexley United taking on Broccoli Reserves. Uh, Dean will be pleased with that draw. Broccoli taking on um, uh, Division Two champions last season, LSU Lions, and uh, that could be tough uh, for Broccoli. Um, FC Deptford take on Phoenix Sports 3 uh, Hayden Youth Reserves take on uh, the new Kamazi team the KS Mentivation team who are here are a talented bunch so keep your eyes open for them especially in the earlier rounds of this President's Charity Cup Hayes and Pickast res- Pickast Hayes <laughs> and Pickast Reserves take on Crayford Arrows Reserves two cl- a clash of two reserves there Crayford Arrows Reserves had a good season last year, Jamie, but we're, we're interested to see these new reserve teams, aren't we, that have, that have come off of um, Kamazi, LSU, Hayes and Pickhurst, um, because we can't seem to find players anywhere, and these three teams have found um, a reserve team to put into the Uppington and Bromley. So we're quite, we're quite excited to see these new boys. Yeah, it's intriguing. Um, we don't know if it'll mean that maybe they've got a lot of new players in and it's strengthened their first team and that they've then made their reserves to keep some boys on or if maybe they've just got like a merged with another team that we're not we're not aware of. So um, it can go one of two ways, can it? It can be the extra work, but a lot of he- uh, headache and a lot of pain and issues or it can be great and you can give a whole set of boys, extra boys, um, weekly football. So yeah, nothing but... Uh, good things to see more teams especially with the, the number of teams that we see folding exactly uh, Lewisham Islamic Centre take on Orpington Colts two teams last season whose who's, um, who, Lewisham Islamic Centre were near the bottom of their division if not the bottom and Orpington Colts just outside that top three promotion places uh, in Division 5 just missing out last year the Colts but they had a good season overall big improvements for them uh, interesting to see uh, where these two teams sit uh, this season. Uh, Lesser Albion taking on Blase Ballers is an interesting one. Hearing that Lesser Albion have, ta- have, have got some of the Blendon boys from last season, Blase Ballers will have the bit between their teeth this year. Don't forget an admin error by a different team, not the Blase Baller boys, mm-hmm. costing Blase the title last year. Jamie, they're going to be fired up for this season. You would think so um, after that. I mean, they, they were celebrating weren't they before they were aware of the the admin error that ended up losing no, I don't want to say losing them the league because they didn't exactly lose it but they won it for LSU didn't it so um, but they got the promotion still so they'll be more than up up for this season I'm sure yep uh, Long Lane uh, formerly uh, otherwise known as uh, Sporting Club Thamesmead Sundays their first game is against Hawksbrook Wanderers um, Long Lane will look want to start the season strongly. Uh, really pleased with their performances over pre-season. So their social media says. Um, so Long Lane looking to 
get through to the first round of the President's Charity Cup at the expense of Hawksbrook Wanderers. Uh, Openton Reserves, another new team. They take on free scoring uh, Hayes and Pickhurst. That Goddington Park could be a leveller over there. Those pitches um, are... Uh, on the slanted side, some of them, I don't know which ones this game's going to be played on, uh, but it certainly could be a leveller. I know Hazen Pickers look to play uh, channels with their excellent forwards who scored the bulk of their goals last season, Jamie. And that, I guess a pitch for uh, this pitch could be a leveller uh, for the lower placed team. Could be, um, but you would like to think good players will find a way. Um, and it- yeah, the affinity changed, changed their playing style and mix it up a bit. I'm sure they're more than capable of doing that. So um, I wouldn't really fancy an upset there, I don't think. No, interesting that one, though. Uh, Alpington from Division 2 take on Crayford Eagles. New boys take the trip to Goddington Park. It'll be, an, it'll be a, a blaze of yellow and black stripes over at Goddington Park on Sunday with both the Alpington teams there. What a great day that will be for the club. Uh, nice that that's managed to happen. Uh, Petswood Roadrunners take on Bromley Athletic. They are the SE Ballers. Um, we'll call them the Ballers. Um, they didn't have such a fantastic year last year. Uh, Petswood Roadrunners uh, didn't either. Uh, so that's a good way for both teams to start. A good run of form and momentum early doors in the season. Uh, Phoenix Walks for free scoring, it has to be said. Take on South London Spartans. Jamie, South London were in the promotion places of Division 5 last season. With um, Phoenix Sports, I think this is the same team. They seem to change their names as they go up the divisions. Um, so these teams will be familiar to each other. An interesting game. Um, I, I'm looking through the through the the rest of the fixtures. Probably the closest matched game so far in the uh, run. Maybe Alpington and Crayford Eagles as well, but we don't know too much about the Eagles. Um, this is a real intriguing one. It is. I mean, we're trying. I'm kind of looking through. We're thinking, you know, could there possibly be an upset somewhere? Um, but with the number of new teams, it's hard to guess and gauge at this stage. Um, but I think Phoenix would see themselves as favourites for that game. Um, but South London, as you said, were didn't have the worst season. I'm sure, obviously got promoted, didn't they? I'm sure they did anyway. So yeah. Um, then you know they'll they'll fancy it. Um, I'm sure on that, that. I think if they were to win that, that could possibly be classed as an upset, I think. I think so. The amount of goals that Phoenix Sports scored last season, they essentially started the games 3-0 up, it seems. They got deep into into Cups, the Vic Farrow Cup. They got deep into, or they played all their league games, should I say. So, I mean, they scored 90-plus goals, so they must have played 30 I think games. it was over 100. Was it over 100 in the I think the it end? was 104, if I'm right. Madness. So nearly four goals a game then, uh, which is mad. And, you know, you expect if they've if they've hung on to that firepower, uh, it could be a tough day for South London Spartans uh, down at King Henry School on Sunday. Uh, my one this week is Southwest taking on Manorwood. Uh, never, never refed Southwest. And it ha- it's been years since I've refed Manorwood. I think I did them years ago against FC Cray. Um, so it's been that long since I've seen them. Plenty of ups and downs for Manorwood, but they seem to have settled now and found their feet where they were in Division 2 last season. Uh, Southwest, unknown quantity, uh, down and playing fields, obviously, event uh, on of uh, not obviously, but a venue that I haven't been to for a very long time. Um, so again, some new, some new but old faces, um, to meet again on Sunday. Look forward to the game, gents. Uh, a clash of two teams very familiar to each other. Uh, Sydenham Sports um, 
probably disappointed, must I must say, Jamie, last season with their Division One showing. Uh, take on your Greenwich Mariners um, at Sydenham Sports on mm-hmm. Sunday. A good game, this one. It is a good game. We played them um, in the was it New Jack Standing last year. Um, I can't remember what round it was. Midweek game up at Dartford. It was a really good cup tie, actually. We, we narrowly lost 2-1 that day. Um, but it was a really good game. Could have gone either way. So we got to kind of draw on the positives, I think, for playing them in that game and, and obviously build on it. But I'm, I'm sure they'll look a bit different to how they were last year, much as we'll look a bit different as well. So it'll be intriguing to see um, if we can maybe just try and get that one over them this time. No time better than than now to play teams higher than you in in divisions. There's no, there's no form. There's no momentum. No nothing going into this. This is everyone's first game of the season, uh, so maybe on paper it, it seems an upset. Uh, we mm-hmm. began. We'll be hoping the Mariners do the business. I've backed Sydney to win the league, so I don't worry what happens to them in the cup. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, good luck to to uh, Duncan and all the lads and you. It's going to be a real good game. We know that. Uh, two good teams for the Uppington and Bromley. Uh, the Warren take on SE Lions. Uh, Westrum against uh, Royal Southwark. Now, that's a real good tie. We know Westrum had some fantastic cup results last year, namely knocking uh, FC Royals out. It must have been the Jack Standen Cup um, on their way to the final um, against... Who did they West play? Wickham. West, Wick- West Wickham. Uh, so Westrum do have a bit of cut pedigree. This this year, they may feel like they want to right the wrongs. Um, they were handily dispatched in the um, Jack Stanton Cup final um, against West Wickham as well. So um, Westrum will will go again this year. I know they're an older team. They usually tend to like the Cups. Um, so good luck, boys. Royal Southwark, again, a, a, a poor showing for Dips. And the lads last year, maybe... Um, they will do the business this year. An interesting game. And Woosh taking on Metro Massive. Metro Massive, new team to Orpington and Bromley, but no, but no, um, we we know them on, on the podcast from their Westford days. Uh, a, a trip over to Orpington and Bromley this year after a year and a bit in in Westford. Woosh, again, underachieved based on their start. A long, unbeaten run. Uh, then didn't play football for a long time and then couldn't get the momentum back. Jamie, that's that's a good tie that one for a cup game. Yeah, mouthwatering on that on a lovely surface as well. So, um, wish as you said, we really thought they would they would push on last year. Probably did underachieve, I think, for the way that they started. And interesting to see, like you say, the um, the pedigree that Metro Massive come over with. Um, interesting to see how they settle into life in in this league. Um, so yeah, that's that's a good one to to be on the uh, the predictions. I think. Absolutely. Right. So our four games of the week, first up, as chosen by Jamie, is the Blase, is the Lesser Albion game against Blase Ballers. Last season, uh, Lesser Albion finished seventh in Division One. Uh, from their 18 games, they got 24 points, eight losses, seven wins and three draws. A plus seven goal difference for Lesser Albion. I must say they've arrested that sort of halt that was that fall that was happening. They've stopped that now and seem to be settled as a Division One side, which is good to see. Uh, Blase Ballers finished second in Division Two, uh, two points off of the eventual winners, LSU Lions, as I say, through an admin error from another team, not their own fault. Um, so they did all they could do. Uh, and that's a real shame um, for that. Um, LSU Lions winning it 
on by two points as I say, but uh, goal difference, Blase Ballers was plus 16. Lost seven games of, of 21. Just under a third of their games were lost. 13 wins, two draws. Um, a good season for Blase. Jamie, this is a tough one to call. Um, they're in the same division this season, both in Division 1. Blase getting the promotion, Lesser Albion staying in Division 1. Um, what do you reckon on this one? Yeah, so interesting. I think, as you mentioned, Lesser, for me, are a kind of run-in-the-mill Division 1 team. Kind of good way to measure themselves for Blase against how they'll probably do throughout the season, although it's a cup game. Yeah. But I'm guessing they'll probably approach it slightly differently in terms of the, the winner takes all in 90 minutes or penalties if it goes there. So um, I think it might be a bit more of an open game, especially from Blase. Um but yeah, it'll be difficult. A real clashy styles as well. So um, I think Blasi probably want to. They've not played for a while competitively, and they'll probably be chomping at the bit to get going. And as you said, for the way that the season ended for them, so I'm probably just going to probably just going to pip Blasi. I think um, to win two one. Blasi two one to yeah. Jamie on this one, yeah. Yeah, first prediction of the season wrong. Uh, there's that B Blase. I'm writing this down. Uh, you've gone two one Blase. Yes, I have. Right, I'm gonna go with Lesser on this one. I think it'll be a baptism, a baptism of fire to a team like Lesser Albion. We know the game plan is to make things awkward for their opposition. Uh, I don't know which players they've signed from Blendon. So if they've if they've signed, they're more. They're more footballing type. Um, maybe it's a new a new era for Lesser Albion, but I think this will be a real um, a real good game. Uh, I'm going to go for uh, Lesser to win this one two one. Nice two one the other way. Right, the next game is our host and uh, my co-hosts team Greenwich Mariners travelling over to Sydenham on. It must say, still a nice pitch. It is a bit dry over there, but it's still still green stuff on it, which is which is important. Uh, Sydenham Sports taking on Greenwich Mariners. Sydenham finished fourth in Division One last season, uh, one one point away from third place. Goal difference was better than the team above, and I can only point to that game that they lost <laughs> to Club Langley after a team night out and it could have it could have all been very different had they got a result one a draw in that game and they would have been promoted it's as simple as that um it was tight in that division though you can go from third to sixth and it's and three points separate the lot of them so that's how competitive that division was last year uh Greenwich Mariners were the basement boys in division two 14 points from their 22 games. Uh, minus 21 goal difference. Not the worst goal difference in the league. Uh, Chislurst, get that accolade. Um, but Jamie, goals scored last season looks to be the main issue for the Mariners. Yeah, uh, yeah, did score enough and did score enough at the time to kill games off when we were ahead and it cost us. So, yeah, we know that's one area that we need to address, one of a few. So, we've been working on stuff like that anyway. So, hopefully a lot better in the four column this year. So I don't even know if this is a, this is a, a relevant question, but is it heart or head or do you think, no, no, the Mariners are going to do this? 
Uh, I mean, first game of the season. There's the, the always that element of the unknown coming in here um, after a summer break and stuff. So it's very much a case of we're, we've got the players to go there and get a result. Whether or not we can pull it off is another question. But I've every confidence that we can go there and play with no fear in a cup game, as I said before, and just have a right go at it. And that that'll be the plan. My prediction, and I'll go first because you did first. Last time I I know you can get a result here in the two sets of players. They're no strangers to each other. You've played each other uh, before in the past uh, a few times. Obviously, you're in the same division uh, year before last. <clears throat> uh, they got promoted. Um, and last year you played each other in the cup. So there's no real no real surprises here. Uh, you, I know Sydney Sports are a close bunch, so they won't look, I don't think, much different. Uh, I don't know how your signings have been. You've been quite cagey in the group chat, but the Marin- <laughs> Mariners could look a bit different uh, as you did uh, last year. Um, so this could, this it might be a surprise to Sydney Sports. But that said, I'm going to go for a tight Sydney win, three two. Oh, three two. I don't think many people would disagree with that. And I think probably given the positions last year, I think people, a lot of people would maybe predict a bigger margin there, which would be the kind of realistic thing to do. Um, but I'm going to I'm going to go for the magic of the cup and I'm going to go for a three-all draw on us to win in penalties. Ooh, yeah. I must say, any any of the Orpington and Bromley teams listening and refs potentially, uh, all the cup games in the uh, league go to straight to pens. So no extra time this, this yep. season in any cups. So you're going for a three all draw in 90 minutes or two all, did you say? Three all. You must have found some goals somewhere over the summer, Jamie, to be making these predictions. <laughs> Still all we'll see. Uh, and a pen, a win on pens in the cup. There's nothing better than that. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully that'll be a, a, a real good game on Sunday. Good luck to both teams there. Duncan is part of our contributors team anyway uh, on the podcast. So we've got a lot of time for him. Obviously, Jamie um, has been part of the team for years. So it's hard to it's hard to back against you. But this is a, this is a big contest now with the other show um, coming yes. into it. Um, Jamie, you'll be in that as well. So you, you won't be part of the show, but your predictions will be going into that as well. Right. So... Noted. It's going to be. Oh, you can't because no, you can't go into that because you're only guessing the the OBDSFL stuff. We'll have to keep that separate. I'd just put us all together then. Just put me, Gabs, Gray, or whoever's doing Southern Sunday. Just put us as one person. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, well done, Jamie. You're welcome. <laughs> right, Dan's actually doing his, so I'm not sure we. Oh, we can. We can. No, we can't. Anyway, we can't do it that way. Anyway, the like the next one, the third game, Westrum taking on Royal Southwark. Westrum finished the season last year in Division Two, sixth, sixth place, sixth from twelve teams, and basically their <clears throat> their points and wins, losses and draws tells you everything you need to know. Mid table, it reads: uh, twenty two games played, ten wins, one draw, eleven losses, forty seven goals, forty four conceded. 31 points. This is about as mid-table as it gets. As Yeah, I mean, they, they were up and down in the league last season and there was obviously mitigation there, wasn't it? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. They had their, their break and stuff. Um, but very much we're a cup team last year, so 
they'll probably be, as you said, looking for the Cups to maybe bring them a bit of success this year. Maybe. It's, it's a big year uh, in Division 2. It's going to be another good year. Um, they play Royal Southwark, who finished 8th of 10 in Division 1. Uh, but Jamie, they were they were their execution was stayed and, and they've they've maintained their position in division one for this season, I believe. Yeah, they have. So um they've got a lot of a lot of things to put right, I think, from last season. I don't know what went what went wrong, but we saw them. They seem to be with Sydney and, and West Wickham on that trajectory um upwards. Um Sydney had a good season last year, just narrowly missing out promotion. Royal Southwark, though, 20 points from 18 games, 10, 10 losses from 18 games. Isn't That's not them at all. That's not the, the Royal Southwark that we know. Just six wins and two draws. Um, so a bit of a painful season in the end for Royal Southwark. Um, four points adrift as well uh, of Lesser Albion, who finished in seventh. Um, they won't want to repeat another repeat of this season, of, of, this, of that season again. Uh, Jamie, though, do you think Westrum can get the result? A long away trip, uh, Westrum, probably one of the furthest games out um, for any OBD SFL team, especially Royal Southwark, who I think are from around that area, um, southeast London. That's a fair away day. Yeah, as a bit of a trek. Um, we were down there last season, but um, you're just very welcoming when, once you get there. Nice little setup. So, um, yeah, the interesting thing for me for Royal Southwark is they had the best defensive record in that league last year. Yeah. They just didn't score enough goals and they were always known for scoring fives and sixes most weeks. Um, so obviously losing that firepower uh, was obviously cost them. But I don't know, home advantage for Westerham, I think they seem to, uh, I'm sure I saw a tweet mentioning that they've strengthened quite well or they feel they've strengthened pretty well. Um, not really sure where Royal Southwark are at the minute in their rebuild so uh, I would probably go for the more settled team in this yep. case um, yep. not often I back against them but I think Western will win this uh, going to go for a classic Western to win 3-2 3-2 Western you're right to pick that out Jamie we did say that Royal Southwark were the sort of entertainers where their aim was to score more goals uh, than they conceded. But yeah, last year, watertight defence, one goal a game average, basically um, conceded just the 32 goals scored, which is um, just over two goals a game, under under two goals a game, should we mm. say. You, you can see why they've only averaged one, basically one point a game uh, last year. <clears throat> I think I'll back um, Westrom as well. Um, I do like Will Southwark though and did get to see them towards the end of the season against Bexley uh, and Bexley's resolve really won them the game uh, it was backed against the walls for Bexley um, and I couldn't see why Royal Southwark was suffering, was suffering. Um, but yeah just that cutting edge up front seemed to cost them I don't know if they've got their players back um, I think it was Eku Eku Dean who scored all their goals in their earlier days I don't know if he's back for them um, but yeah it'll be an interesting game this one but I will back Westrum to win this one I'm going to go for 2-1 to Westrum Hopefully we're right. Right, the last but not least, this game is Woosh taking on Metro Massive. Metro Massive, obviously, from um, Westfa. I think they were in Division 3 or something like that last season. Didn't set the world alight. They have saved and they have signed 
some experience from uh, top sides like Blendon. Uh, so I expect them to be rugged, expect them to be tough to break down. Uh, Woosh were in Division 3, unbeaten for long periods of time, but their season petered out. Uh, 20 games played for Woosh. Uh, 10 wins, two draws and eight losses for them. Uh, not good enough given how they started the season. Uh, a plus five goal difference, 32 points from their 20 games, six points away from Ellis, um, who were pretty uh, consistent all season. Ellis and Crayford Arrows, uh, consistency uh, personified, it seemed, over the season. Obviously, Hatch and Beckenham Manor were a class above. Two losses uh, for Hatch and Beckenham Manor. Um, but yeah, whoosh. 32 points finished. Jamie, a new look Metro Massive with something to prove. Moved across from Westford after two uneventful seasons um, for them over there. They've moved across to the OBDSFL where they may feel um, things will be different. They're, they're, uh, they, they, they may have success over here. Nothing better than starting a game against um, a, a fancy team in Division 3 in Woosh. Where's this one going? Yeah, really nice. As we said in the the, the earlier part, it's it's a really nice fixture. This, um, you got the team who underachieved against the new boys, looking to prove a point. Uh, lovely surface, lovely setup for it. First game of the season. Um, I think they they might be more evenly matched. But if you're saying how Metro Massive may have strengthened, um, so it wouldn't be the predictions on the Sunday League show if there wasn't a Desmond involved. And I am going to go for a two-two draw, but I could go either way in penalties. If you want to win it, I'll maybe go Metro Massive on pens. But after a two-two draw, nice one. Uh yeah, I I can see you thinking on this one. Um, I don't know how Woosh United have have changed personnel over the summer. Don't know anything, so I I think a, a draw seems like a safe one. I'm going to go one all at the end of extra time. Um, and penalties. Again, it doesn't matter with the predictions, uh, but maybe the experience of Metro Massive will get them over the line. Who knows? Uh, but two draws predicted by the podcast this week. Plenty of brilliant football. If, if you haven't got a game yourself, get down to one of these grounds uh, and go and catch one of the games. Come, I'll be uh, um, down and playing fields. I, I have to remember where the, where it is. I haven't been there for so long <laughs> um, for Southwest against Manor Wood, which will be an interesting game. Uh, Jamie, good luck in your one again. Uh, I'll see you next week or, yes. uh, on Monday uh, for the review and the preview for the games on the 11th of September. Nice one. It's good to be back, isn't it? It's good to be back uh, after the success last week. Hopefully, we have the same numbers going forward. And look forward to speaking to Gibbs and Graham later on in the show. But definitely looking forward to getting back into Silk Towers next week with, with you all and uh, chewing the cud. Next one, mate. Speak to you soon. See you later, Jamie. Bye. So now over to the Southern Sunday Football League. And as usual, we're joined by Mr. Graham Rodber, surely soon to be Sir Graham Rodber. <laughs> <laughs> New Year's is only around the corner, so we can only assume, Graham. Um, I, I, <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. Um, I can confirm nothing has arrived in the post.
but we'll be waiting for the letter. When when the postal strike's over, maybe you'll get it. Well, I'd love to have a word with my mate Mark Steer about that, won't I? <laughs> All these uh, picket lines. <laughs> uh, we'll get straight into it then, uh, straight into Southern Sunday. We're going to touch on the results that have already happened uh, this season. I, having seen the latest bulletin from the league, it seems that uh, a, another good idea to start the season early, given that some of your grounds are going to be closed now until October, which, I mean, if we're worrying about waiting until October, we're just going to have pitches that are damaged already that are going to be muddy and damaged in October. I don't, I don't understand the mentality. I mean, I'm not being funny. We're not going to get that significant amount of rainfall that the grass is going to grow in September so that they're going to be all green and all plush in October. It's just not going to happen. As far as I'm concerned, the grounds are not opening up at the moment. They're pushing the the can, kicking the can down the road, and they're just going to cause a, a mid-season kind of fixture congestion because we know those pitches are going to be black. They're going to be black. There's no grass to protect them in the winter. And you know, Andrew, as well as I do, that um, people are going to play on the pitches when they shouldn't play on the pitches just to get games on rather than call them off and protect them. So I think we're in for a bit of a long winter ahead. I think so too. I think so too. I'm sure that those councils or ground owners that are, they'll be busy working away and giving the full attention to these pitches until October. Well, of course they won't though. That's the thing. I, I appreciate your sarcasm there. I mean, it is, you know, it's, um, <laughs> It's, it's bad, isn't it? And of course, I think you posted something over the summertime, which I read, and that was essentially if, you know, they're putting on um, sport and it's recreation, if there is a hosepipe ban in that area, they are exempt from that, I believe. So yeah. um, they can't even use that as an excuse. And they're allowed to they're allowed to water the, the playing area. So the pitches themselves, they can't do any of the sort of outer areas, which is fair enough. They're allowed to do that um, outside of peak hours. Fair enough. Well, but they won't do anything. Uh, just we can we can only we can only hope that there's a groundsman or groundspeople somewhere busy fertilising, seeding, and rolling and watering these pitches. So in October. Oh, Andrew, look behind you! I've just seen three pigs fly past. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, I can see them. I can Damn. see them. <laughs> right. So we're gonna go. We're gonna have a quick recap of the results that have happened within the Southern Sunday. Uh, the games on the 21st and 28th. There was only five uh, over the two days, uh, but let's get into it. In League Two, uh, Chiswick Development uh, were beaten 2-1 by Real Dundonald. Uh, we spoke about that briefly last week. Junction League Fourths in League Eight were beaten um, by, I must say, title contenders, AFC Old Town in League Eight. Uh, and in League Nine, my pick for the League Nine title, Borussia Battersea saw off Junction Elite fifths, who it has to be said because of the, the addition of a 16th team in the, in the Southern Sunday at Junction Elite. Six. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bruce Battersea beaten, beating those, um, the boys in Junction Elite's fifths two one. Um, hard to judge any of these results, Graham, at the minute teams just finding their feet. Some have barely played any friendlies if they have at all. Um, so really, it's a tough one. All of those results, I think, probably going with with the form book or where we would see those results going. Um, they're tight games as well, which, um, yeah, makes it even more difficult to, to have any sort of reading into them. Um, I think Dundonald would have wanted to get off to a good start, no matter who they were playing. Um, I think 
they got off to a fairly good start last year and then it sort of fell away mid-season for them. So they'll want to try and maintain their form. Chiswick may be a little bit concerned, bearing in mind it's um, back-to-back defeats for them and the second defeat was 4-1. Yeah. But we talked about, didn't we, in the Constitution podcast around taking good form into the new season and Hampton Terriers have absolutely done that. So uh, good start good start for them. Um, and I think from a Junction Elite perspective, they've got so many... So many teams and so many games. I think just to get a couple out of the way early doors, I think it's going to give them a little bit of breathing space later on. So sensible of them to have um, got a couple of games under their belts. Absolutely. And a perfect segue into the the results for this weekend, just gone the 28th of August. Hampton Terriers, 4-1 winners against Chiswick FC Development. Not much of a tougher start that you could have handed Chiswick development. I'm sure they'll be really pleased with you for that. But in League Two, we'd expect Hampton Terriers and Real Dundonald to be up there. So Chiswick on the flip side may be pleased to get those games out of the way. Yeah. Early doors. Uh St Matthew's Project B uh and Junction Elite False. An early tribute to the man himself. Two all um a Desmond in that one in League Eight. Um so Junction Elite with one point from their two games. Uh, Chiswick, as I say, already adrift at the bottom of the division. Uh, so let's get on with the fixtures for this coming week, the 4th of September in the, in the Southern Sunday. We're going to run through these pretty quickly before we get to um, our games. There'll be no predictions apart from mine uh, on, this, um, on this podcast. Dan is going to be uh, part of the, the Sunday League show Extra podcast that will go out um thursday mornings hopefully we'll be able to hear from the man himself his his weird ways of of predicting and maybe the he puns... talks weird now he talks weird as well so you know <laughs> it, it's just weird so let's see sorry dan <laughs> that's oh, um sorry. he'll he'll explain the puns so if he brings the puns it could be a long time. Do you show. think he will be able to explain them, though? I don't think he will. I mean, I uh, we, we can't explain. Do you remember the one last season about, like, thunder and lightning and about the weather? Do you remember that one? Yeah, I mean, that, was bizarre. That, that was a stitch-up, wasn't it? That was totally bizarre. It was a stitch-up job from Dan. It worked. <laughs> I did. It completely st- <laughs> stitched me up. <laughs> right, so the fixtures. And sorry if I run through these quickly, but I will read every single one out. In the Prem Division... AFC Ballum's first task this season is to welcome uh, Sporting Continental um, to Clapham Common. Uh, Ballum were there or thereabouts all season last year and they welcome Sporting Continental Championship champions uh, on the first day of the season. Probably the best day to play Sporting Continental before there's no momentum. But Graham, they don't really need it. They're such a class outfit. I've had a look this morning. They've got a plethora of players signed up already. A big squad to choose from for Hugo and Badger and all the lads at Sporting Continental. Um, it's a tough task to play them any day of the season. But, I mean, if you had to pick, would it be the first day? I would say so, bearing in mind we know that the pitches over at um, Clapham are not in the best state or best condition. I think that could be a bit of a bit of a leveller compared to what Sporting are used to playing on. So, um, Balham, you know, we know are going to get in their faces. You know, they're a really, really physical side. They took points off of, you know, a lot of the, the bigger teams in the Prem last season. I think they probably surpassed their own expectations by getting themselves into a position where they got to the last game of the season, where they were still in contention um, of winning the league title. So, I think both teams will be going into that game 
full of confidence um, and full of belief ahead of the ahead of the the new season. But um, yeah, it, it doesn't get much tougher than that in terms of a start from Ballon. But maybe they'll want to play that game and get it out of the way early doors. Agreed. Uh, Parklife firsts take on Putney firsts in the next Prem game. Putney there or thereabouts again all season last year uh, fell off just at the end. Uh, Westminster Wanderers, their first game is against promoted Lazio. Uh, both teams will fancy that Lazio, the promoted side, uh, with some momentum, it must say, lifted by the promotion to uh, the top division in the Southern Sunday. Uh, Westminster Wanderers looking to put a troublesome season behind them uh, and will look to beat the promoted side. Interesting one, that one. And Swag Southwest Rangers, two teams perhaps um, shine is a little bit. Uh, tainted after last season, Southwest Rangers, the the champions, the last champions of the Prem Division before Clapham Rovers, uh, Swag will be looking to right wrongs. Uh, they would have felt Graham that um, that that title that title was theirs last year. They need really to get off to a very very good start and get some points on the board. I think they're going to play their first three or first four league games at home on a three G surface. So by the end of the month, in theory. They're going to be four league games down. If you remember last year, I think we got to even October and November, and I think they'd only got to four games because yeah. of London Cup and because of issues at Dulwich Sports Ground. So they, they I think, have learned their lesson from last year and realised they need to get off to a good start, get those matches in, because otherwise you just... When you're in that mindset and you're in that mentality of constant playing catch-up, that, that must chip away at you every week, every week. When you see your closest rivals kind of winning, that puts you under pressure. Um, and we saw it with Swag a couple of times. The concentration in games a couple of times went, let a couple of goals in kind of very, very late when they played quite well in games and not been able to take chances. So, yeah, they'll, they'll want to get off to a they'll want to get off to a good start. But that is a tough, tough opening assignment for um for swag against Southwest Rangers, who we know are a very confident, very capable side who can beat anybody in the league on their day. Agreed. Uh, in the match, Ark Tony Eldridge Championship, Bath Old Boys against Wheatsheaf Athletic is a fantastic Great fixture. Game, Two teams who would have been gutted to miss out. They would have wanted another another three, four weeks on the, on the season and they probably would have caught Lazio with the way their form, both teams' form was going. Uh, they didn't, so they go again in a championship, an interesting one. Another great, um, they're all good fixtures actually in, in the uh, championship. London Ravens against Junction League Firsts, two teams promoted from the Bob Dixon League One together. That This rivalry is retained and they play each other on the first day of the season. There's always one big standout fixture in there. There's always one that kind of you look in, in all of the divisions and I think that one sticks out as the, the, the game of the opening weekend. I don't think there's a doubt about that. It's a great game. Putney Town also come across uh, and they have a tough game against Cosmos United. Cosmos will look to put right some of their league form. They did seem to concentrate on the Cups, but Putney Town, a new team to the uh, Southern Sunday this season, will want to put a marker down and show their intent a statement of intent, statement in fact. Of intent. He's got it out there. He's got it out there. Um, <laughs> I, I think from a Cosmos perspective, will they have a hangover? Bearing in mind at the end of last year, the league form dropped off and obviously they were defeated in the um, in the cup final. Will that will that have any um, effect? You know, is it going to be the same set of players? Have they freshened it up? Um, they will go into that game um, not knowing probably, I would say, as much about Putney Town as Putney Town maybe know about them. So yeah. I think that could be... Um, 
I think that could be quite interesting. I think one thing that we're quite good on on Southern Sunday, you know, all the stats is there. It's all on the website. You know, we're all on the Twitter. There's the, the, the clips and the footage and the tweets. And it's quite open and quite transparent what goes yeah. on over here. So, you know, I, I don't think there's any hiding places, is there? Definitely not. And talking about hangovers, two teams last season, perhaps would they'll be happy to be the see the back of 21-22. West Norwood struggled last year in a championship, managed to stay in the division. So that's a positive. Albion relegated from the Prem division last season to the championship. This is a real good game. Fascinating uh, tie. Both teams need to improve from last year. Uh, Albion probably looking to consolidate. I think they've said as much on their social media this season. Yep. They're not expecting fireworks this year. Much of the same squad that they had last year, which is good. That shows um, that shows the Gaffer's belief in his players. Uh, and the West Norwood boys definitely need to to be better than last year. Uh, this 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 um, this division, Graham, has definitely improved. So if you can't move with that and improve yourself, they're going to uh, West Norwood will find it a long season. I think, Andrew, out of all of the divisions, I was saying this to Dan, actually. Oh, I don't know whether it was yesterday or the day before. I was saying to him, I actually, it might have been last night. I actually said to him that I think the championship division, I think, is the division of all divisions for me. I think that's the one that's the most difficult to predict. I think that's going to be the closest. Um, might not be a massive amount of points needed to win that division because I think, you know, you might get a winner that's going to lose four or five games and still go on and win that division. I think it's going to be that tight, that competitive and that close. So um, I, I would say that one out of all of them is probably the one to look at, but I could have got that horribly, horribly wrong. Um, only time will tell, won't it? Time will tell. I mean, on paper, it's, it's as you say, it's competitive beyond belief. Um, the constitution show, I think there's a few divisions where we picked that out, where we, we could have four or five winners. We've not had division. that strength and depth in our championship or our second division, essentially, if you like. We've not had that for quite a few years. You know, we've had we've had teams who have probably should have been in there that haven't been in there for whatever reason. We've run the division on eight and we've run the division on nine and teams have been have pulled out and we've not properly had that two up, two down from the from the Premier because teams have folded either from there or from the championship. So I'm really, really hoping now that... Um, you know, this is the real start that we can maintain that 10 teams in that championship. Um, and it's going to be competitive. But I think from a Premier perspective, if you go out of the Premier and you go into that championship, don't expect that you're going to get back there anytime or soon or, or very quickly, unless you're a very, very good side. Because, you know, we've just talked about the, the level of competitiveness and teams going to be beating others. Um, I, I don't tend to look at pre-season results too much, but I think West Norwood got a draw against Sporting Continental last Sunday in pre-season. So if that is the case, um, he may have a better side than perhaps um, uh, Ryan than what he did last year. So maybe they'll do a bit better. Who knows? Maybe. Fingers crossed. We like to see progression, uh, even if it's small incremental uh, uh, increases in... Baby in steps, Andrew. That's Baby what you steps. Want. It has to be that. It's sustainable if you do it that way anyway. That's what we like to see. In a Bob Dixon League 1, uh, four fixtures, AFC South London take on Battersea Dogs, um, Barking Mad take on Brixton Town. Brixton Town, not happy to be called out. Uh, I think I, I said they may struggle this season in, in uh, League One. There was Graham. a bit of a bite there, wasn't there? There was a little <laughs> bit of a bite. I think you calmed them down. I think once you'd given your rationale, I think they were, I think they were calm in the yeah, end. Yeah, I think but, so. Um, I think so. Yeah, um, we'll see whether they get bitten by the um, by the Barking lads on um on uh, Sunday. Be interesting game, Matt. 
It will, and uh, the pun wasn't wasn't unnoticed here. Thank you. Uh, kudos, Athletic firsts take on uh, London Hibs. That'll be a, a good game. That one, uh, kudos, should be good in in League One. London Hibs progression uh, at the end of last season. They need to take that momentum into the year, uh, and hopefully they can push themselves further because they did have some fantastic form uh, to save their to save their bacon. Uh, after Christmas last year, especially, uh, and Val County against Sellers, probably the standout game in the division. Val County on their day, we know they can be good. Uh, Sellers uh, are um, a top side. There's no two ways about it. Um, but yeah, that one's that one's a bit of a popcorn game, isn't it? Yeah, we'll we'll see. I think I said it on the Constitution show. We'll see with Sellers. You know, I know that there has been a bit of a transition of players, so it'll be. Um... It'll be one to watch, um, sellers. I mean, people are watching them anyway, to be fair. So, um, <laughs> again, yep. they're quite open and quite transparent about what they do. So, uh, I think there's not going to be any any surprises there. Um, but, yeah, no, that, that probably is the standout fixture. Vale County, you know, we know that are, are very, very capable, very, very good side. So, uh, yeah, good good game, that one, that final one in uh, Bob Dixon League One. A very good game. In League what, in League Two, sorry, just the one game, uh, Atletico Buble play FC uh, Chiswick FC development it doesn't get much easier for Chiswick playing uh, cup finalists Atletico Buble from last season they did they did get to a cup final no they? they lost in the semi-final to Barking Mad did they lose to Barking Mad yep that's right on pens so Atletico Buble will be looking to go one better this year a, a mid-table finish uh, for the boys after a bit of promise um, Chiswick um, maybe um, will be looking forward to this game looking to get some points on the board. Both teams will be eyeing this one uh, as potential as a potential winner. Uh, League three is Ballon Man- Mariners against Ribblesdale Rovers. Clapham Chiefs play Parklife B. Uh, Westminster Wanderers seconds take on Magpie Recruitment. Interesting to see um, how the Westminster uh, club have, have rejigged their, um, their players given the managerial changes that Graham spoke about last yep. week. Magpie Recruitment will want to maintain their momentum uh, from League Four last year as champions. Uh, they won't want to lose their first one out. Um, well, I did Westminster on Sunday, the reserves against their first team. It's a one-all draw. And I have to say, I think the first team were a bit lucky to get away with the draw. I was very impressed with the reserves. Look like a very well-drilled outfit. So uh, that's a tough, tough opening game, that for Magpie. Yeah, I think being a champion uh, the previous season puts your sort of head above the parapet anyway and people will be looking um to beat them week in and there's week this out. unbeaten record that they've got yeah. as well andrew which is still kind of hanging around there and i know that they don't want to lose that but maybe they're putting themselves under that little bit of extra pressure obviously not to lose it so that might come into play as well yeah definitely dara fc first take on sporting crabs uh and a real good game merton athletic runners up in league four take on wandsworth warriors who are no slouches on their day no. whatsoever so that's a real good game uh, yeah there's a couple of couple of fishy games there definitely is there a joke there with the crabs thing well there's crabs and mariners i mean you know it's very very nautical <laughs> in the jsf i'm just pushing the boat out yeah you're trying you're trying definitely uh the j let's put the anchor on that one anyway and move on <laughs> to league four <laughs> uh jsf plumbing and heating league four afc mortlake take on junction elite seconds uh southside united play Painters Community, uh, Sporting Web, CP, play uh, Q and Tiga, uh, and Top Deck against Parthenope. Top Deck, Parthenope, uh, probably the standout game. Yeah. Junction Elite seconds against Mortlake also catching the eye. 
Yeah, top deck did really well towards the end of uh, towards the end of last season. Really, really well. Um, half a note: we know draw specialists. You know, it's kind of um, if they turned a couple of the draws even into losses and then just got another win somewhere else. You know, they would have been probably a little bit higher up the table. Um, be interested to see what changes both sides have made. But um, <laughs> what what what's the odds on um, putting money on a draw for that game already? I wonder. Yeah, hi. If you can do, if you can get a bet on, stick a draw on somewhere. I don't know. Ask, ask Paddy, I think. Does he? Does he? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, in League Five, AFC Poplar Rovers take on Sport in London. Uh, the way Poplar score goals, that could be a tough day for Sport in London. If they, yeah, a hard game for them. Yeah. Uh, St Matthew's Projects first play uh, Mitcham Strollers. Mitcham Strollers first game of the season in the Southern Sunday. Uh, they go to. St Matthew's project first. Who on their day? A, a good, good. They score goals, St Matthew's. Yeah. So they can see them though, and all, don't yeah, they? They do. They, I can see that being a high-scoring game. Bluebirds play Argentina in League Five. That's a good game. Uh, Bluebirds have had some good cup, good cup days in the league. Um, Argentina promoted from League Six as champions. Um, they'll be looking to start their season strongly after all that stake that they get. again. Oh my word. That was the biggest bit of steak I've ever seen in my life. Oh, my word. I'm going there next Monday. I'm going to that steak restaurant next Monday night. I'm absolutely thoroughly looking forward to it. Just <laughs> saying. Other steak restaurants are, however, yeah, available. They are. Uh, in League Six, Clapham Common play South City. Um, South City full of beans about their um, chances on this season in well, League Six. I, I hope that doesn't come and backfire because, you know, they're, they're, they're nice people. They're a nice set of lads. Um, I do think they get a bit carried away with the social media sometimes. They are where they are. You have to earn your way up divisions. You know, we I've, I've seen not only South City, but I've seen a couple of teams outside of the Southern Sunday kind of criticising us about our philosophy essentially if you like about teams readily kind of moving division by division isn't that how football should be you know I mean yeah. really you don't want a constitution every year where there's someone jumping seven or eight divisions that should be an exception it shouldn't be the rule yeah. the idea of having a structure is you move from one division to the next division to the next division and ultimately unless you've got any vacancies you can't move those teams higher than maybe one or two divisions anyway so I, I think there's a lot of noise from people who don't understand necessarily how to put together a, a constitution perhaps they need to spend a few hours with me and I could uh, happily educate them well what we'd like to see and this isn't just for South City um, alone but some teams who maybe feel that they should be playing higher what we need to see in the likes of the Marcus Lipton Cup uh, or other cup competitions is them beating the teams that are two three four which is what St Andrews higher. did Andrew yeah. which is why they're now where they are so you can only judge South City by those by those results so um, let's see what happens. They they no, they were champions of their division, and yeah. then by by right almost, you know, they were champions. Then or they won the cup of their their kind of divisional um, cup competition. People all season were tipping them to do that. They were expected to do that. Did they do anything that people didn't expect them to do? No, I didn't think they did. Okay, they had a really, really good run in the um, London Cup, but so did a team like Clapham Common, who then finished kind of second bottom in their in their division. So how much of the County Cup then do you take then into mm. account? It's, when you bring it all into the pot, it is, it's very difficult to strike the right balance and the right determination. And ultimately, you know, they've just gone up one division. If, if, if they've gone up two divisions, then AFC Putney, who finished second in that division, have got every right to turn around and say well actually why can't we go up x amount of divisions or the teams in the division above 
they have got every right then to complain and say, well, hang on a minute, South City were in a lower division than us. Why are they now jumping two divisions? Surely we should have been given that opportunity to go before they have because we're in a higher division. I think you have to take all of those things into account when you're doing the constitution and it's not just easy to sort of lift teams out of one division and just pop them in another. It doesn't work like that. Agreed. Um, Again, not a dig, but if if you are one of these lower division teams shouting about yourselves, do the talking on the pitch. Uh, and win the games against higher-placed teams and show people that you are too good for your division. And, and we'll applaud them and we'll celebrate yeah, them and we'll we congratulate will. them, Andrew, at the end of the day. It's not personal. Absolutely not. Uh, the last game the last game in League Six is LMT, the battle of the acronyms. Yes. LMT FC taking on Ram FC. Uh, a good game, that one. We may be speaking about that one shortly. Uh, in League Seven, Olympic Mayonnaise uh, take on... Uh, Rosendale Sports. Uh, that could be a tough day for Olympic Mayonnaise. Staying in the division last year, um, I'm right, Anna. They did. They did stay in League Seven. They were com- They were comfortable in the end, um, but probably too close for comfort from their liking. I think they're. I mean, I've done them a couple of times last year. I think their results should have been better than what what they translated into points. But then you could say that about a few teams. Rosendale Sports will want to start the season strongly after finishing runners up to Mundial B. Uh, in League 8 last season. That's a good game, that one. That will be a good... I feel like Olympic Mayonnaise are probably a good marker of teams in League 7. If, you, if you're beating Olympic Mayonnaise, then you're probably going to be finishing in the top half of the season in the on the division. So that's a good game to see. Yeah, Rosendale, Rosendale, won't, want, Rosendale won't want egg on their face on, on opening day, I'm sure. Southwest <laughs> uh, Athletic take on new boys Sheen Park Rangers. Again, all good markers to see where these new teams uh, are likely to finish. Egg Fried Royce take on Barnes Stormers. They're the games from League 7. When they play, um, when Egg Fried Royce play um, Olympic Mayonnaise, are we going to call that the Egg Derby? We can do. That's can... quite good, isn't it? Yeah, not bad. Uh, in League 8, Bellum and Clapham Albion take on Vauxhall Virgins. That's a real good game. That's going to be uh, Vo- the Virgins again missing out last season uh, on the title. Uh, they won't want to do that again. So let's see how the boys have progressed over the summer. Deportivo La Calruña take on Junction Elite Fulfs. That is a tough game for Junction Elite Fulfs yep. to start their season with the free scoring cows. Well, they've played though, Andrew, haven't they? They've played a couple of games already. So that might actually, that might go in their favour on opening day against Deportivo. It could. It could. Let's see what happens. We expect Deportivo essentially started all of their games last season 3-0 up with their fantastic <laughs> with their fantastic goal difference. I mean, you have to say they score an average of that or more than three goals. Uh, crazy number. Crazy uh, number. So they'll want to they'll see more Mitrovic, of that. Mitrovic, though, is in front of them at the moment. He's already on four, so um, we'll see. <laughs> East Putney take on Dara FC Reserves in League 8. AFC Old Town take on St Matthews Project B. Uh, Old Town will want to put that second win in their uh, W column uh, in League 8 and maintain a winning start. Uh, in League 9, Tyne and Thames take on Old Ruts. Uh, Old Ruts, again, one of those teams in League 9 that we'd expect to be up there, Graham. So the new boys, Tyne and Thames, get to really uh, see where they where they, where they they may yep. end up. That one, that's a good one. Venetia Dons uh, fell off towards the end of last season, but we've put them in as as favourites, I think, for League You nine. have. You have. Yeah, Dan did as well, didn't he? Nothing to do with me. <laughs> we as a podcast. Just, well, you can say we. It, 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 it's <laughs> nothing to do with me, lads and ladies. It's, it's the royal we. 
Uh, Junction Elite Fifths uh, travel to uh, Venezia Duns. Borussia Battersea take on Kudos Athletic Seconds. Uh, Borussia Battersea, my pick for League Nine. Uh, and Larkhall City take on SW Lions. Uh, some real close games there in League Nine, Graham. I think there's going to be, um, there could be a, a couple of draws in there. I, I think. agree. I absolutely agree. Uh, I'm looking at that Larkhall SW Lions game. I think that's going to be quite close. Larkhall are definitely better than what they showed, I think, at large parts of last season. They got some good results towards the end. So, um, SW Lions, you know, they know what it's all about a little bit more. So, um, you know, have they added to the squad? Um, I know that they've got ambitions that they want to get higher kind of up the, up the leagues and up the constitution. So, again, if they want to achieve their ambitions, they'll um, they'll be looking for three uh, points on opening day for sure. Agreed. Uh, League 10, the Silkgrass Roots. League 10, uh, Old Setonians take on Exonians. Uh, two old boys teams there representing their educational establishments. You can only, you can only suggest Graham. You can only applaud it. I like to see it. Yeah, I do. Uh, new team Exonians fancied, I think by Dan, if I remember rightly, he did fancy them very strongly. Yeah. So we'd like to see some reality put to, uh, to that, to those hopes of their season. Wanderers. Or not, uh, as the case may be, so you not. can ridicule him when he gets it horribly wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the whole point <laughs> of that podcast. That's the whole point of the new podcast, to have a joke and a laugh about um, some of the flamboyant predictions that are made uh, on the... But it's all banter, everyone. Don't it take is. it literally yeah, or too it seriously. It's all banter. Please don't. Wonder is my pick for League 10, uh, the best division in Southern Sunday. Uh, they take on Dynamo London, who are... Another team from the Sporting London, AFC South London. Spot on. Family. Your your Southern Sunday knowledge, I have to say, over the months and now we're in kind of season two is getting much better. I'm I'm becoming impressed, Mr. Wheaton. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you did say that last week and I, I believe it or not, I do listen back to the podcast. <laughs> uh, so not only do I have to record them for four hours a week, I got to listen back to it all as well and try and take it all in. And uh, yeah, so it's nice to see that um, Sporting London, the family of clubs, uh, have entered another team. Wanderers, as I say, FA Cup winners looking to add the Silk Grassroots League 10 trophy next to the, the FA Cup in their club trophy cabinet, which is fantastic. We have a big game. The last one uh, before we get into some predictions is essentially the Southern Sunday Charity Shield, the winner's for, for elite football fans, that's the winners of the top division taking on the winners of the big cup, the Marcus Lipton Cup from last season. Um, by no means, uh, this one is a given for, for either team. The Clapham Wanderers against Wimbledon Wolves is the game, a fantastic game of football. Clapham Rovers, Clapham Rovers, not Clapham Wanderers. Dan would oh. be dreaming if they were in this final. They would be dreaming. They'd be he's, in dreamland. He's implanted himself in my brain. Clapham he's Rovers. Living, is he living? Is he living there rent free? <laughs> yeah, I'm worried about the things he's going to come out with on on Wednesday <laughs> night. That's for sure. Uh, Clapham Rovers, uh, the Prem winners take on Wimbledon Wolves. The Marcus Lipton winners, uh, Graham. This really is going to be a brilliant game. Yeah, no, absolutely. Two teams very successful, riding high on the crest of the wave. Did Clapham Rovers expect to win the Premier deep down at the beginning of the season? Probably not. Did Wimbledon Wolves deep down before they started the season expect to win the Marcus Lipton Cup? Probably not. 
Um, it's an unlikely uh, contest, but my goodness me, putting those two teams together, who wouldn't normally play each other, I think is um, I think is 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 great. Uh, games down at eleven o'clock down at Collier's Wood, pitches like a billiard table down there because they do water the uh, they do water the grass. Well, they're uh, allowed looking, to. Absolutely, looking nice and green, looking nice and lush down there. So yeah, really looking forward to uh, that game on a big pitch. Um, both teams like to get it down, play football. They score goals. Um, yeah, I mean that could that could be a draw and go to penalties. That wouldn't surprise me. Are you refereeing that one? Mr. Steer is uh, in charge of that one. Oh, I'm doing. Yeah. I'm doing Dara against Sporting Crabs this week. Brilliant. That uh, that would be a good game. Good luck to Mark on uh, refereeing and his, that. And his team game. with uh, Matthew Jennings and Roy Collins this week. So, uh, yeah, full uh, full complement of officials. It's a, it's a freebie. So if there's anyone listening um, around the southwest, southeast who wants to go and watch a game on a Sunday morning, Collierswood United down on the A3, 11 o'clock kickoff, and that is a freebie. There is uh, no admission charge for that game. Brilliant. Nice, nice that one. Good luck to both teams. It's nice to get the season off to a trophy. Uh, a real good way to kick things off and obviously bragging rights there. Uh, Clapham Rovers going into that as favourites given their league places. Um, but Wimbledon Wolves, we know, are a good side. Favourites never win as, uh, last season, especially in the cup competitions. Yeah, yeah they want to, Rovers will want to put, um, will end that hoodoo, definitely. Um, so the four games, our games of the week, just predicted by me this week and you can hear Dan's uh, nonsense on the podcast <laughs> when we release it on uh, Thursday morning. Uh, the four games this week. First game is in the Championship. Bath Old Boys United taking on Wheatsheaf Athletic. Um, a real good game. Both teams will be looking uh, to establish themselves as early pace setters in the match arc Tony Eldridge Championship. It's a tough one to call this. Wheatsheaf were fantastic last season. I feel like if, as we said, if they had another few weeks, they may have nicked it. Bath Old Boys, uh, they may have nicked a, a promotion place, should I, stay, should I say. Uh, Bath Old Boys too. Um, Dan has backed Wheatsheaf as his favourites for this for this one. So that's that swayed my prediction a little bit. I'm going to go 2-1 to Wheatsheaf for this yeah, one. Yeah, close game, yeah. It will be a good game and an excellent, an excellent way to start. I think every week in that championship, we're going to say what a great division it is. So get get you'll get bored of hearing that. I think everybody, sorry yeah. about that. I, I just think kind of my thinking behind picking the game was around both teams essentially kind of were so close. Bath in particular, I think they missed out by one point. They could have secured the, the, the second spot. Will they use that as the motivation by saying, look, lads, there's no freebies right from day one here we know the difference between what that dropped point makes towards the end of the season. We have to get off to this season. And you know what? There's no there's no freebies. We Sheaf possibly are going to be up there or thereabouts with us. We're going to need to get the early points on the board. There's, there's essentially no opportunity to waste. And of no. course, it's an 18-game division this year. So there's another four games on top of, of what they played. So I think getting off to an early start in this division... I think if someone can get four or five wins under their belt to begin with, I think, you know, that's going to stand them in really, really good stead. But I can't really see that happening. I think there's going to be, um, you know, you might win one week and lose the next week. I think that's just kind of the feeling that I, I, I get in terms of how it's going to pan out. Agreed. And you look at the championship, you look at the games in the championship, F buff or Wheatsheaf lose, then, it's, you know, we've got two other games there where four of their rivals in that title race are potentially going to, 
could drop points or whatever. So no, no ground lost really, because each week, as you say, teams are going to be nicking points off of each other. So it's going to be a real intriguing one to watch that. And we'll go on to the second game of the week, which is London Ravens taking on Junction Elite first. Sorry, Jamie. Sorry, Jamie, in advance. So I hold my hand up. I know I know you dug me out last year, but uh, at least I've got this one. I've got this one in nice and early. Start and the I've season. I've got my apology, Jamie. I've got my apology in, mate. Sorry. Start the season as you mean to go on. London Ravens in <laughs> on the games of the week. Um, this one is a good, equally as good a game. Two teams, two players, two teams from League One going up and playing each other. Uh, both teams probably glad to get this one out of the way. There's there's a real good rivalry between these two. The only thing that sticks in my mind for this one is that when Aaron was a guest on the podcast last season, is that the Junction Elite boys don't seem to understand the 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 the, the, the seriousness of some of the games. They just go and play the good players, but they go and play with their mates. Um, and perhaps don't take things quite as seriously uh, as Aaron would have liked. Um, that For that reason and that reason only, I'm going to go for London Ravens to win 3-2. Whoa, that's a coupon buster. I know. I mean, I don't know how well London Ravens have improved over the summer. Um, well, I don't think either of them have got any sort of real pre-season behind them. So I think this is, um, I think this is an even-looking game as, well, you're likely to see, to be honest. Yeah, it could be. It could well be a draw, a result either way, home, away or draw will not surprise anybody. Um, but yeah, I'm going to back the Ravens to win this one. And, and and it can act as a kick up the bum for those Junction Elite first boys who think maybe they can just turn up and roll teams. I don't think that happens with the likes of London Ravens. And, and everyone's going to be watching everyone's results each week here. You don't want to get cut. You don't want to get cut adrift uh, from this from this pack. Uh, the third game is top deck taking on Parthenope. This one is in League Four. Uh, top deck, probably looking to establish themselves uh, in League Four as um, title contenders. They've had some good results last season. Parthenope, as Graham said, if they converted half of their draws into wins last season, they would have been there or thereabouts as well. Yeah. Um, so this is a real good game. Uh, that said, Graham, I'm going to go for a Desmond in this one. <laughs> I, I thought you might <laughs> in tribute to the man himself um i just think it's an equal game parthenote we know they're a tricky side um top deck um haven't seen too much from them on social media so i don't know how their pre-season's no, gone I, i've not really seen anything social media I mean, we saw a lot from them on social media at the end of last season obviously yeah. when they won the cup and, yeah. and quite rightly so they, yeah. they're, they're, that's brilliant but yeah, I'm going to go for a Desmond on this one. And sorry, Parthenope, probably every time you're given uh, in the games of the week, I'm probably going to go for a draw. It's only banter. Please don't write. And if you are going to write in, please write to graham.rodber at the Southern Sunday Football League.com. Oh, he's released it. Damn it. I've been trying <laughs> to hide that for years. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just a bit of fun. Please don't get upset. So the battle of the acronyms. LMT play, playing R-A-M. Uh, FC, we know that RAM used to be Real Al Madrid and they did struggle a bit last season. LMT on their day can pull a result out of the bag when required, Graham. So I'm going to back the LMT boys to win 3 1 without knowing how anyone has improved or otherwise. Um, I'm just going to go with what I saw last season and go for an LMT win 3 1. Interesting. Okay. I think, think I've got a bit, well, I think I've got a bit of intel because I'm sure. 
Ram, uh, sorry, LMT, they played on the next pitch to me on Sunday. They played Westminster Wanderers, one of their teams. Might have been the fourth team. I think they were one up. In the end, I'm not sure whether they lost four or five one to the Westminster Wanderers fourths. So that kind of came into my mind. I mean, they look quite well drilled. They look quite tidy. They look quite well organised. But um, I'm not necessarily sh- they're 100% sure that they're right up uh, with their preparations. And I know Ram have had a good couple of results in pre-season. So um, I'd put a different slant on it. But then that's only because I've got maybe a little bit of inside knowledge. And it'll turn out that you're right and I'm wrong all along, probably. I really should start doing some research for this podcast, shouldn't I? To be fair, you're not to know who's beating who in pre-season, but it, a lot of it is over Twitter, to be fair. I should see it. I should see it. I only, I only follow about 1,600 accounts. Correct. So, you know, easy work, isn't it? Uh, and where's your game on the weekend? So I will be on one of the back pitches at Collierswood United. I'll, I'll be doing the Dara game um, against Sporting Crabs in League Three. Uh, really looking forward to that. Crabs, we know on their day. Uh, can beat anybody in that that division. Really, really good side. Dara will want to go, obviously, one better than they did last season and uh, get a, get a win or two uh, under their belts quite early on. Because um, they're, uh, you know, I think they they could they could certainly have a good good year this time around. So uh, yeah, really looking forward to um, looking forward to that game, uh, eleven o'clock on Sunday. Fantastic. We well, that means you won't get to watch the the cup final. No, I won't get to watch it. But I'll hopefully get there for the medal presentations afterwards and I'll be able to give a little bit of speech. I'll talk some nonsense, I'm sure. As usual. Well, you know, some things never change from season after season. People didn't hear from me for so long and now obviously they've got me on ear every week. So, you know, we can't all be that bad. Talking of nonsense, what is the update on the current uh, London FA uh, Junior Cup draws? Is there anything to update the clubs on? Do you know what? I've had so many people um at the weekend so many players from so many clubs coming up to me saying do you know what we've seen your statement thank you for representing us thank you for sticking up for us you know that's not we don't go in the county cup solely to play exclusively against southern sunday teams we like the day out we like the experience you know we like to go to different grounds and different venues and we like to go to the pub afterwards yeah they're, they're not raising with us um, that they want it regionalised. They're not raising pet, uh, petrol prices or congestion charge or ULES. And ULES is on the South Circular. It affects South West London quite a lot. We've had no complaints about it for the last year. Um, teams go into it, Andrew, I think, knowing that that is part and parcel of it. And that's that's the that's the uniqueness. That's the fabric. That's that's what we know about County Cups. That, that's part of it is you go through that experience and ultimately if you win it at the end, you know, you're better for that whole experience that you've yeah. had from, from round one. And I think I think to do what they've done um, and then admit essentially that they, they regionalised it. So obviously the first um, sort of 30 teams out, they drew sort of, uh, sorry, 20 teams out, they drew fit, uh, 10 ties. Um, and they admitted to doing that without any openness, transparency or consultation, I think is wrong. I think if they were going to regionalise it, they could have played us against the Central London Super League teams, you know, the CSKA Claphams and the Jeff Chippies of this world. We could have played against them. They use the same. Even the Met League teams cross over. Into Met League cr- teams and the Westford teams as well. So yeah. You could have kept it south of the river. Yeah. Um, just speaking to Westford, you know, they were saying that. Their teams, and I think they had 17 entrants, theirs didn't seem to be drawn against each other, which made no. a bit of a nonsense of the whole alleged um, regionalisation. Regionalization. Yeah. So I, I don't get it, Andrew. I don't like it. I don't understand it. We have written into the London FA and we've asked for a redraw. 
um, and you know talking to other leagues. Um, did you I did think... you splash? Did your legs get splashed when you pissed against the wind? Well, someone's got to put their head above the parapet, and someone's got to stand <laughs> up to this, don't they? If my piss comes back at me, then you know, <laughs> if, if that's what happens, that's what happens. But someone has to speak up, Andrew. Someone has to put their head above the parapet and say enough is enough. The competitions don't belong to the London FA. They belong to the clubs, Andrew. Mm. The clubs are paying hard-earned money, 20 quid each, to play in that competition. And if they um, knew that it was going to be regionalised, we could have just put on another Southern Sunday Cup competition and not charged them anything. We could have put 20 quid back in clubs' pockets. So Mm. if we're talking about cost of living and saving money, you know, it makes a nonsense of the London FA's argument about kind of regionalisation, doesn't it? Or even better, that 20 quid could have been given to Westfar and well, teams enter the Plumpsy Challenge Cup, the uh, Plumpsy Charity Cup, and the um the and charities, the Greenwich and uh, Bexley Bexy Hospice would have benefited. Absolutely. We've got three teams that have gone in there for um, next year. We've got Club Football Vale, Brixton Town, and Venezia Dons, all of which didn't want to enter the London Cup but wanted a different competition to go and play in. Yeah. So we gave them permission. Um, and anybody else, essentially, you didn't want to go in there, you know, have the option uh, of going into the, the PCC. And, you know, hopefully in years to come, we can get a few more Southern Sunday teams in there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's two things that we want, Andrew. We want a commitment from London FA. Number one, to get rid of this nonsense regionalisation um, and redo the draw for the first round of the Junior Cup. And the second one is we want a firm commitment from them that we want a lower Junior Cup competition um, in, introduced. It was something that, that we have advocated, we've proposed and we've supported for a couple of years. We know that the clubs back it. We know that other leagues back it. Rather than sit in their meetings and just start discussing... Um, regionalisation and and altering cup draws and altering the competitions they should have used the time better in my opinion and they should have put the wheels in motion to start that extra fourth Sunday County Cup competition and the context of that is you know the likes of Westfern the likes of ourselves you know we've massively expanded as leagues you know we were like three divisions four divisions 10 years ago we're now on 12 divisions and you are going to get teams whether people like it or not from league one in our div- division, are going to play against teams from League 10. That's just inevitable. That is going to happen because mm. we don't have that extra cup competition. So I, I think they should have used their time more wisely over the summer, really. And I think they should have introduced that fourth cup rather than, well, piss about, excuse my language. Almost um, as though they were distracted by elite elite competitions than looking after us uh, junior clubs. Well, I mean, the, 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 <laughs> we hear this word elite again. Um for anybody that kind of doesn't understand the fabric of Sunday football um, or grassroots football, you're a grassroots club, you're a grassroots club, you're a grassroots club, you're a grassroots player, you're a grassroots player, and you're a grassroots player. There is no elite that comes into it, but uh, where this where this self-tagging um, comes from and, um, you know, putting people up on, on pedestals, having a high opinion of themselves, I don't know where that comes from, um, but I don't like it. I think it's disrespectful to the rest of football. We're all involved in grassroots football. There are no elite clubs on a Sunday morning and uh, the quicker that people get their heads around that, the better. And I've been in this game 25 years. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm glad to have given you that the, the platform and pedestal for you to have a, have a have a rant because we do like a Graham rant because they are often they are often sensible. I care passionately. I mean, it's not someone sent me a message yesterday. They went popcorn. It's Graham Rodber versus London FA. It's not. It's not about me. It's not a personal thing. 
I would like it if we were in a situation where the clubs could raise their concerns directly with the FA and that they would be taken seriously. But unfortunately, for whatever reason, clubs don't have that platform and they're not listened to. And as two or three people said to me on Sunday morning, they said, you've got a reputation. Um, people respect what you know, you're standing and for what you've done for football. You've got a real passion and you've got a real understanding about what goes on. You're very in touch with it. Mm. And that's why, you know, they feel that it's better articulated from me and from the league's platform, ultimately, rather than clubs go kind of with themselves. And I see that argument, but then it then does look like to people outside of the bubble, essentially, it does look like it is Graham Robber against the London FA. It isn't. It's not a personal thing. If we can run our league and our League Cup competition successfully on volunteers, why can't people who do this for a living, who we're paying their wages, by the way, why can't they do their jobs well and why can't they start getting things right? That's my frustration. We see this every year. Uh, we'll end, the, we'll end the, the, the chat about it there, but we do see this every single year with the London FA, that these first two rounds of the London Junior Cups, people are just shouting out what we went at the junior cup and we've been put into the challenge cup or um we see cock ups every year and the same people just seem to be able to get away with it lovely no. moment to lovely moment to finish it on but there's <laughs> I, I i'll finish it on this if something is going wrong and you keep doing the same thing and you don't make a change then ultimately the output and the same thing will keep happening and this is what is happening year after year after year there has to be change has to be Thank you very much, Graham. Don't you ever change, though? You, you keep be, you keep being you. They won't um, they won't grind me down, and I'll keep on. And if we don't get our redraw, then um, you know we might need to be thinking about something more radical. Um, but watch this space, Graham. I wish you all the very best with the cup final. Hope everything runs smoothly. Thank you very with, much. With Are you the, back out there doing league games this week yourself? I am on the Alpington and Bromley uh, in a cup game. So we spoke about that earlier in Jamie's section. Um, yeah, after 19 friendlies, it's nice to actually go and referees football that actually matters and, and you have some authority in the game because let's be honest, friendlies, it's a bit of a free-for-all at times. But uh, yeah, hopefully uh, everything goes smoothly this year. Good luck to um, all of the teams beginning yeah, the Yeah, good luck season. to everybody and including, you know, our colleagues at Croyd Municipal and at Westford and at the OBDSFL, uh, Jamie and Roger and all our other uh, contributors, you know, and all the new teams, existing teams. Have a fantastic season, all of you. Enjoy your football. You don't know when, you know, it's, you're going to lose it or it's going to get taken away. So, you know, yep. treat every game as the last game and uh, leave it all out there and uh, be kind to your referees. Exactly. Fantastic, Graham. Good luck in your game, mate, and I'll speak to you next week. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Andrew. Cheers, mate. Keep it simple. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Right, now we are in Selk Towers with the man himself, Gibbs. Gibbs, how are you doing? I'm good. Glad to be back in the Towers as well. First one of the yeah, season. It's been, it's been literal months since we've been in here because we've had so many Zoom calls and, and all that. But we are back in tower, uh, Selk Towers and the rest of the podcast was... We call it on Zoom, but it's nice to be here. Right. We're going to run. Always the survivors in the towers, isn't we? <laughs> we are. We've got some cup draws coming up. So Jamie and Roger will need to be here um, for those. Uh, Westford Plumstead. Is it the Challenge Cup or Charity Cup? Uh, Plumstead Charity Cup. Plumstead Charity Cup. Roger will only be second, here for uh, yeah. two minutes. There's only like four teams in the cups <laughs> in there. Um, 
we'll do that draw in a couple of weeks time and and we've been given all the quota municipal draws so uh, plenty of those to come right let's get through we're going to go through all the fixtures before we go to our predictions this week it'll be me and gibbs predicting the westford games on this show and then on the sunday league show extra it'll be uh omar and steve steve i'm gonna let him predict yeah oh my gosh and I'm a bit worried about giving him a platform for some of his... There are some cracking games, though, for opening day fixtures. And I must say the league have done very well with some of these fixtures. They're kind of uh, mouth-watering already. Yeah, they are. Let's get through them. In the Prem, uh, Jam play Mildeen. Metrogas take on Meridian. Uh, new Cross take on Red Velvet in an all-new boy uh, game. Uh, R2J, their, work, their, their first game in the Westford Prem or in Westford is against the Bull Tarks. Are the Tarks going to talk the ting against RTJ? We have R2 to Jizzle, you know what I mean? Um, that is going to be a good game, you know. Um, both full of youngsters, probably both full of energy. It's probably going to be literally like a basketball game, literally end-to-end, yep. end-to-end. Um, I hope the referee on that one's fit because um, he's probably going to be doing a lot of running back and forth in that game. Um, but I reckon it'd be a good game. I reckon it'd be a lot of good football on show um, from both sides and... We won't call any result yet because that is one of our yeah, games of the week. We'll but, talk about it later. Um, but, is there yeah. any is there any inside info on R2J? We know they're a, a five-a-side team on on YouTube. I think I think obviously Kenny's helping them set things up. Okay. Um, Kenny Wilkins, but I think it's the young lad Robbie. Um, I think he does their videos. He plays centre half. Um, I think he's the one behind the team. But they seem like a good bunch of lads, and it's hard transitioning into men's football let alone coming from five aside and then having players there every week because I mean I know they're young players I think some of them play Saturdays so I think some of them might be signed and obviously you can't play in Westford if you're signed so there's going to be a few issues and stumbling blocks for them and probably a lot of learning curves mm. but um, I think as long as they can see at the first season from there it, it gets easier because you yeah. know kind of what you're dealing with so I hope that they can build on but I think it could be a long day for Meridian. Yeah. Um, against Metrogas. I think once they start getting in their groove and hearing some of the signings that they've made, I think that um they they're gonna be a little bit um they they might be the team to beat and they might be early pacers. Yeah. And can Jam fulfil their legacy and take over where under the radar have left off? Can Jam finally get their name on that on that Prem trophy? Um, I think they can they've got the ability to it and Phil's got a reliable squad now um, with the lad up front you've always got goals I think Richard isn't you big Richard he's, um, he's a handful for any defence and big strong um, I think they've got is he, I think the guy's name is Miles as well yep. um, in midfield very yep. very um, tricky full of skills um, Mildeen obviously played them pre-season they're going to battle hard mm-hmm. um, I think that is a a, a great game for both teams to be honest and it's a game that both teams will see that they can win um, and you always want to get points on the board early so that that is a that's a real tough one to call but a great game for the neutral yeah good four games there New Cross and Red Velvet uh, playing Prem football for the first time too both of them uh, teams will want to uh, win and obviously New Cross with a good finish in the senior last season Red Velvet coming up Two divisions. Velvet, to the Velvet had a decent win Sunday, didn't they, against Beckenham Manor? One okay. nil. One nil. Um, New Cross lost three nil to Baldwin A, but um, I think they only had ten men. 
uh, New Cross or for the game. So fair play to them for playing with ten men. Yeah. Um, hopefully they get eleven. So hopefully they'll have eleven Sunday. on Sunday. They might need it. Um, again, again, them against Red Velvet is going to be a, a cracking game. Yeah. Again, that's going to be end to end, probably like a another basketball game. You know, yeah. just literally going at each other, and uh, they're the sort of games you want. So um, good luck to all. Yeah, well done on the fixtures for the first week. You need to get everyone's uh, juices going uh, with, with these first games, and then definitely. Uh, manage that one uh, Elton Lions take on Elton Rovers in the Elton Derby at STC uh, I did these two in a in a friendly in an evening game uh, three four weeks ago and uh, Elton Lions were comfortable I'm not sure the Rovers boys were full strength on the night um, so this is a good one bragging rights definitely in the bar after between that game that'll be a good one and Forza Greenwich promoted from Division 2 as well into the senior uh, and Crayford Arrows go up from Division 1. This is a really good game, these two. A closely matched uh, game. This is going to be interesting. Uh, yes. Forza had a good season last year off the mm. back of uh, building maybe the previous season. Yep. And um, we gave them lots of praise last year for their results and um, they made result of the week for uh, for their continued progress and another step up for them, which which is good. Um, Crayford Arrows again had a good season. So it's another test, a good test for both to to open up, up open up the their league campaign both just want three points on the board I think I, I don't know I hope Forza have a good season um, but I, I, I don't mean to say that disrespectful to Cray no, either no. because I don't I don't know them so, but I hope they have a good season as well but Forza they've always um, obviously they've got the attachment with the podcast as well so you always kind of look out for their results and yep. um, and uh, yeah wish them all luck I mean in, in the Belvedere against Blackfin um, just like to congratulate Inter Belvedere because uh, they offered to go, they got offered to go up and they snatched it. Hit. They put their hand up straight away and said, "Yeah, we left that, no questions asked." So um, you can't you can't blame them for that, and um, they're giving it a go, you know. So maybe uh, maybe saw the senior division and was a little bit more comfortable than, than Division One. I, I don't mean that to be disrespectful to any of the senior boys, but you look. We've spoken about Division One as a sort of division of death with the amount of top teams in there it's a shark uh, it's a shark pool isn't it? <laughs> it's a shark pool and the senior division uh really we we know quite a few of the teams but um we'd expect inter belvedere to probably do about the same as what they would have done in division one and, and be amongst it at the top anyway so um if you if you get offered to take that jump uh they've taken it and, and fair play to them they start their season against blackfen and erif athletic who won't uh, want to welcome them uh, kindly to the senior division. They'll want to get the points. So that's a good game. Uh, New Boys push Athletic. They're going to be a very good side this year. Push? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Uh, well, they play Northern Eagles, Northern Eagles who, who I saw the other week against Groundhoppers in a friendly from the Orpington. They've Bromley. had a decent pre-season as well, Northern Eagles as well. With they their played results. really good football. They're a good footballing side. And I know they got that reputation of, of um, being a, a physical team. They did. They mixed it up as well. But when they got the ball down and played football, they they were really good to watch. They, they beat R2J on Sunday in a friendly. Oh, okay. I think four three, but I do believe R2J had ten men, so not doing them any injustice. Okay. Rising talents take on new boys Erif and Belvedere. Good um, game this one. That's a real good game in the King of Arts Media Production Division One, the third best, the division. second best division, the third best division. AFC Kingfisher take on Hartford. Could be a long day for Kingfisher if they continue where they left off last season. They'll be open for improvements this year. Yeah, definitely. Um, Hartford are a good side, and I know Kingfisher 
I've not seen too much of them pre-season, so I'm not sure if they've had any a lot of games. And I know that um, they lost a few players, so it could be a bit of a rebuild. So it might be a bit of a hard season for them and Steve. But hopefully they'll stick with it and uh, and and they'll uh, get through the season and, and be up there. You know, be up uh, there challenging. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, Kingsford take on Barnhurst. Cracking game. The youth against the seniors. Yeah. This is opposite ends of the scale. hundred um, percent. Kingsford coming off of a a good pre uh, preseason victory on victory on Sunday nine nil. Barnas, the old experienced heads. Um, obviously with Luke Coleman up top. Um, Killick at the back in goal. Do you know what I mean? So, um, <laughs> It'd be pleasing to give him a shout out as their top player and uh, like Andy at centre half as well. So. They've got all the experience and all the ability. Um, Kingsford are going to have the youth on their side. I think this has got the makings just to be a real cracking game. And it wouldn't surprise me if either side won. I wouldn't be surprised. No. And I wouldn't be surprised if it ended up being 5 all. Do you know no, what I mean? Because I agree. It, I think that is just a real good game to, for, for both both teams. Yeah, yeah, that is a really good game. And I think both teams sort of, as, as clubs, are close-knit and all that. So, yeah, that's going to be a fantastic game. And Barnhurst will be doing every trick in the book and the game management will be coming out if they get ahead then I'd expect them to stay ahead they are they are good at that their game management is second to none um, FC Barker taking on Crocodile another brilliant game another great game I mean Barker um, lost 3-0 on Sunday to Avery Hill in a friendly which was Barker a good side so it's a cracking result for Avery Hill take nothing away from it and Crocodile have been saying all, week, all pre-season they've only had 10-12 players mm. and yeah, they're, they're um, about 25 there, I think, for a game they played this weekend. Yeah, so again, you know... The mind yeah. games came out, didn't they? Yeah, there's mind games there with them all the time because they did it when they was in Division 7, didn't they? You know, cleaned up and then um, got moved up. But they're a good side that can hold their own. And I don't I don't fall for the, oh, we've only got 12 players or 10 players. And when you turn up, then you've got 25. Um, <laughs> it's all mind games from everyone, isn't it? Yep. So, but I expect that to be a very good game with Barker as well. Maybe I don't know. Take nothing away from Overhill yesterday in the preseason, Sunday in the preseason. Maybe Barker had players away or didn't have a full strength team because um, they they are a very good side on their day as well. So, um, I expect again with this one, I wouldn't be shocked even which team won. To be honest, I no. don't think you can pick a favourite. I'd say it's a proper fifty-fifty down the middle. I think Division One's going to be that all season actually. That all the matchups in that division any result could go either way that's how good um, that's how competitive that division is going to be uh, in division two uh, the best division the second best division uh, Bexley Elks take on Advent Mighty Royals uh, Falconwood play Mottenham Park Rangers Junior Reds play Footscray uh, Lions that's the old Vets team now um, called Footscray Lions Peckham Raya taking on Duchess of Kent. Title favourites, Duchess of Kent. Um, it's a big game. Um, uh, in terms of the league, it's very much a step up probably from last season for you. You'd, you'd admit that, looking at the teams that are around you. Um, an awkward side, a tough side to play against. Um, I've never played Duchess of Kent. Never I, played I, know, I know there was in the Prem, then the Senior. Um, and then I think maybe dropped after the Senior or went into one, then dropped. I'm not too sure. But... I don't know. I mean, while we've got the platform, let's maybe address the Peckham Rice Sharks tag. That um, we have a, a strong dressing room and a strong bond as players, but majority of our team is is thirty plus. 
Okay, we signed players this season in pre-season that are good players. Who's rattled you, Gibbs? No, it just uh, I think it's just a lot of a lot of um, lot of digs, and I don't know if it's banter, and I don't know. If, I'm sure there's probably some truth behind it, but to the extent where, like, the squad is thirty plus. Do you know what I mean? You when you start, if you start trying to run before you can walk, it becomes not enjoyable. I've been there and I've done it before. We have to we have to earn our earn our right to play there. We have to build. And we we've had like we lost five at the end of last season. We've brought in five, six, maybe seven players, and we're still gelling. We took a, a tough preseason, probably tougher than I've seen any other team come out with and say what teams they've played this season. Yeah. We've we've played Meridian, we've played Mildeen, we've played Kenningmore, we've played Dons, um, Southeast Athletic Maroon, AFC Bexley. We've we've played these teams and we've we've stepped and up. And Bexley United, don't forget, did one of Auburnton and Bromley. Yes, and Bexley, and, yeah, they're all good sides. We didn't take any any walkovers because you're not going to learn anything from a walkover. The game against Kenningwell Sunday, we would on a loss, we would learn more than playing three three preseason fixtures. We wrote if we were to roll teams four or five nil because you're not getting anything out of that. Just a false sense of security for the season building up. Uh-huh. All right, it's not that we don't want to step up and challenge ourselves. It's just a fact of we're still building. We shouldn't be chucked up on the on the merits. Now, people also forget that you have done that. You went from Division Four to the Prem Division not yeah. too long ago. Five, yeah, and or and then five to yeah, so yeah, four to the, four to the Prem, and then we had to rebuild. You saw the the shocking preseason we had last year before we merged with the reserves, and the most of the team that we've still got is the reserves that was there that we merged with, and the basis and the foundation of the core are the reserve players. The captain Ben Phils, he's still there from from when we merged do you know what I mean and Anthony was the captain from the res- last season but he was in the reserves as well and we, we've just we've kept that and we've just added to it with the correct people and the correct personnel that will buy into the, the club it's not like we've gone out and, and took like world beaters like off of off of the Prem champs or nothing like that you know like players that have joined were players that maybe weren't getting enough football or, or getting the amount of football they liked so you have to do it at a steady pace Um and like I say, everyone's most of the team is over thirty. So if you look at that, and you look at a team like Inter Belvedere that have stepped up, probably the average age of their team is twenty seven, twenty eight, maybe twenty six. I don't know. Um, but you look in our league, and everyone's saying Peck and Rye go up, but Bexley Hawks was playing higher than us last year. They won a cup. Falcon Wood played higher than us last year. Won a cup. Adas got to two cup finals. People say, all right, you won the Fred Jolly. Adas was in the Fred Jolly final. Their their average age is probably twenty four, twenty five. They won their league unbeaten. Why why are no one else talking about all these other teams? Because they've not took a tough pre season. Everyone talks says, Oh, why don't Pekamaga? Why don't Pekamaga up? It, it's not it's not as simple as that. You've got to cut your cloth accordingly and and build build in the right areas and, and, and get there when you're due there. If we if we earned our right to go to the Prem, I'd say, Yeah, let's go. I'm not I wouldn't back out of it, but at the same time, you shouldn't just be chucked up there because you run your club well. That and that's that's all I have to say about that. We've had rants from from Graham Robber on the south uh, the southern Sunday and Gibbs. You've just used the mic. Yeah, I, I, it's not a rant. I just I just you know sometimes when you're if you're in groups and stuff or Twitter and you're typing something, it comes across as I don't know. It's just words in it typed. But when you've got the the like the platform, and if people are going to listen. Maybe they'd, they'd understand it a bit more because it ain't just... Um... I think you're right. I think what you haven't done is gone out and you haven't taken players from under the radar. You haven't taken players from top, top no. Prem teams across the board. You've taken players from teams, as you say, if they weren't getting minutes or whatever, they've moved um, across to you. 30-plus-year-old players as well, not 
as you say, no, not, not, not no one's going to mention no. these players in in um, best 11s on Sundays and all that, the other um, podcasts and that like to do. No, but, but what, they buy into your yeah. ethos and they are a group of players that, that are they friends are, they themselves. Are, they are good Sunday league players that buy into the club and buy into what we want to do as a club. And and that's all you can ask for from them, you know. They've, they've got, they're committed and they, they, they want to play football and they, and they want to win. But that don't mean, oh, because they want to win that you've got to jump straight to the Prem. And that's all, like, that's all the message is. Do you know what I mean? That they've yeah. just brought into the ethos of, of the club. There was players that weren't really getting games. I mean, even if you go back to the start of last season, Tony wasn't really getting many games for Milden. He was on the bench 15, 20 minutes at the end of games. He joined last season. He, he loved it. He scored 38 goals. Do you, do you know what I mean? And then this season, obviously, we've acquired a few more players that well, that haven't played or wasn't getting minutes. And... They're enjoying it, you know. They're enjoying it, and you can That's see that from about. our pre-season results. That's what it's all about. Let's see how Peckham might do um, in Division Two. We expect you to be strong. I think you know that you're going to be strong. I'm in not Division saying we're not two. going to compete, but people saying, "Oh, you you won't lose no games again. You'll go undefeated." To to go undefeated—that's disrespectful to, to the likes of as, yeah. as you say, Bexley Hawks Cup winners, Falconwood Cup, Cup winners, Martin Park Rangers been around for years. Yeah. They know how to do it. Footscray Lions, we know what they did last season. Fantastic side. Duchess yeah. again this weekend. Yeah. A Adas. good team at that level. Adas as well. To yeah. go undefeated, it's not it's not easy. I like, don't think you'll go undefeated this I don't year. I don't think I don't think we will. And I have every faith in the team, but I don't think we will because to say you want to go undefeated in the season, it's taking the piss and it's disrespectful to your to your rivals. But we we know that and we don't take anything for granted. And what the thing is that, that I try to explain to the lads at the minute is one of these teams will turn up one week against someone else or have 10 men. When they play you, I guarantee they're going to have 16 men out every week. Every team you play will have 16 players and it'll yeah. be their best 16 players because they want, they want to scalp you. Do you know what I mean? And I explain that to them. You, can, you can't have, you can't never have a week off because if you, you could think, oh, sorry, we're playing the team bottom of the, week, bottom of the league this year, this week. And say, for example, it might, I'm not picking anyone out, but it might be, say, if it was Martin and Park Rangers bottom of the league. Or Footscray or Duchess of Kent, but I'm going to. You've had massive results against against Advent Mighty Royals in the past, didn't you? Yeah, All right. So if it was Advent Mighty Royals, I guarantee that if they had ten the week before against Bexley Hawks, when they played us, they would have sixteen, because that's that's the way it works, and that's that's what football's about. And we would do the same if we struggled one week. If we played a team in a higher league or a team at the top, you want your best side out, so you'd have everyone there, and that's how it works. And when you don't when you don't lose very many games, people people want to beat you. You become mm. you become a target. Agreed. Anyway, let's see how you go. Yeah, I, 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 it is disrespectful to people to say that uh, you're going to want that league because there are good teams in it. So let's just well, let's if, just if you look at Adas, we had two cup games against Adas last year and we drew both. We had to beat them on penalties. So if you if you, you take them into league games, that's two draws. You've mm. dropped points already. Mm. In Division Three, thank you, Gibbs, for that. Sorry. Uh, I know you've been. I know it's something that's been um, you wanted to say. I'm glad. This is why we give people platforms on on um, this podcast to be able to talk about their team and passionately um, some people want to some people don't but you've got to take the opportunity and you hopefully <coughs> hopefully that um, the passion that you speak with uh, shows how much you give a shit about your club uh, Division 3 Bexley Wanderers taking on Fleet Down uh, New Park the new boys taking on Old Fortronians Cup winners Old Fortronians welcome Ooh, was that dig, New Park no. already well, that's what, but that's what I'm saying you're, fucking, you're, not, invin- you're not invincible you have no. lost games and you lose games of football that you should win yeah and uh, people should 
take notice. But again, they turned up with their 16 and everyone wanted to win. They had a game plan and they deserved the win on the day. Yeah. Take, no, take nothing away from them. Exactly. Uh, Spring Hill down in Division 3 from the Prem. Oh, sharky. <laughs> take on Bexley. So in exactly the same way. I think they've lost a lot of players. They've maintained a core of players yeah. from uh, the Prem team, but that is a new start for them. I'm going to sign a player off them. Are you? Yeah. Breaking news. Sean, Sean, I'm, I'm going to sign this. <laughs> I'm signing this centre mid, their captain. <clears throat> I know why you said that. So, Steve, whatever happens in our predictions group chat is not going to happen anymore. Uh, Tudor Sports Rangers play South East Athletic Maroon. I said he was a good player in our predictions group chat yesterday. Who, Sean? Yeah, and then you've gone and said that on the podcast. Oh, no, I've been bantering him for weeks oh, okay. when I see him at Meridian. Oh, no, honestly, I've not, I've not even oh, spoke okay. to Steve about All him, right. but every time I see Sean, I always banter him and say, oh, are you going to come and sign for us? Because his brother Blair um, you played for, I think it was Green Court, not Green Court Sports, but something, first ever game we had in Westford, and he was probably the best, we won 2-0, but he was probably the best player on the park. And then um, I, I tried to actually get him to sign for us when his team had folded. But he'd obviously, and then he went to Springhill, and then but so I always banter Sean. Sean's obviously. a top player, by the Sean's way. Sean's a very good player. Uh, Children's Sports Rangers, welcome uh, to West for you boys. You you take on Southeast Athletic Maroon in Div Three, and the SE 69ers take on. Has to be said, fancied Avery Hill, a yeah, big yeah. show because we know 69ers on their day are a good side. Like uh, the 69ers and Avery Hill, though they look like everyone's favourites. I like the 69ers, but very very impressed with what Alex has done down at Avery Hill. Um, they didn't have the best of seasons um, last season, season before last, and they've built, but very impressed with their recruitment and the way they've gone about it, and they've they've actually uh, had some very impressive results. So very impressed and looking out for their results and uh, what they're going to do this season. And I think just going back to that fixture above, South East Athletic Maroon are going to be a very good side this year. We played them in pre-season and they are very, very organised, very well hard to beat. They've got a very good goalkeeper, um, and they will cause a lot of problems. So I wouldn't, don't, definitely don't write them off. High praise indeed. Into Division Four, the Pat Tansley Division Four, uh, Dance and Albion taking on Chimera. That will be blood, guts, and and everything else in that one. That would be a right old battle. Uh, two good teams. Uh, the South Average take on Southwark Dynamos. We'll get to see where Southwark Dynamos are. We know South Ballers have had a tough pre-season. Um, so it could be a long a long season for them. Let's wait and see. AFC Bexley, new boys to Division 4. Play Peckham IA. Gibbs, that's a really good game. Very good game for the first game of the season. Obviously played AFC Bexley. Um, they're very vocal on social media as well. So I you, like that. I like the, what you, they're doing. Yeah, 100%. So you see their results. Um, they've had a very good pre-season as well. And we had to grind a result out against them uh, they're, they're, they're a good side very well, well organised side they've got some good players as well some dangerous like plays off the wing and set pieces as well um, Steve's recruited well as well he's had a few new players come in I know he's lost a few as well but I've got every faith in him um, in this game but I think again I wouldn't be su- surprised either way on this game if Peckham won or Bexley won it wouldn't shock me but I think it'd be a very, very good game. Will be a good game down at King Emery School. Uh, if you can, twelve thirty kickoff as well. Oh, is it? So yeah. go and see that one after your 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 half ten. Uh, Beacons will look to put the light back on against Highfield Rovers. Big talking Highfield Rovers again. Gibbs, Ronnie fancies his chances again. Do you think they can have a successful season? Um. I think the division's very stacked and very competitive. With the Celt um, logo on their on their sleeve this season. 
I, I don't know. I mean, last year... Would that be the best-looking thing about Highfield I this think, season? I think so. <laughs> but, I mean, Ron done really well to finish runners-up last season in, yeah. a, in a very competitive division. So, you can't... Obviously, you can't write them off because they get results and they was only one of two teams to beat Footscray last year. So, again, you never know what's going to happen. I think the division is very stacked. And I, f- I wouldn't take anything away and I wouldn't be surprised, but I think the odds are stacked against against Highfield this this season. There's but, some good teams in there. AFC, Bexy, the standout in Division 4. I haven't got all the teams listed here. No, but I mean, when you look at Hassi and the reserves, they could be really good. They could be poor. But you know, Eltham Lions reserves are, are going to be stronger this year. They've they've built very well since they started. Um, yeah, you've got a very very um, stacked division. I mean, Beacons. This might be no disrespect to them, but they've had poor seasons. This might be their level um, in terms of their players. They've played tougher sides for the last three three four seasons. So That's true. it's going to be very um, very very tough. Southwark Dynamos are a bit of an unknown team. No one yeah, no, no quite one knows. So, quite unsocial, yeah. isn't it? You don't know what you're going to get. If dancing, get everyone out. Experienced side, but very strong and physical in the air. Mm-hmm. Dangerous at set pieces. It, it's just, I think everyone in that division will take points off everyone. I mean, Chimera have played Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday, or Sunday, Thursday. They've had a lot of football and they're, they're, they're going to be ready enough for the season. So I think um, it's going to be a very, very tough division. It will be. Uh, the last one is Eltham Lions Reserves. Champions of Division 8, the best division last season. Uh, gone up to Division 4. And they do they do play new boys, um, Hacienda Reserves, the reserve team of the Orpington and Bromley Prem Division side. Uh, so interesting to see uh, what happens with the Hacienda Reserves boys um, next year. They could be uh, a very strong side. In Division 5, uh, Bexley Knights take on Sid Cup. Foresters back for another season. They play Intercross. Uh, Greenwich Hot Shots come on the shots, play new boys EWD Eagles. Um, Lewis and Tamils are back. They play Hartford Athletics Reserves or Blues this season. Uh, and Spring Hill Blues taking on Rose and Crown. That's going to be... That's a bit of a grudge match already, isn't it? It is, isn't it? And it's two favourites playing each other literally probably straight straight off the cuff. Of, uh, like literally straight out of the starting blocks playing each other. So that could... That, they, that it might not seem it right now, but they, whoever wins that game, could, it could be three very vital points. Yeah, it's massive. And I think we got his name wrong last year. The Rose and Crown gaffer. Is it, it's not. I think you called him Damien, but I think Damon. Damon, I think his name is. Yeah. So apologies for that. But I'm not sorry. You, you call yourself Damo. <laughs> Make it more obvious what your name is. <laughs> so um, Omar's going to have a good side at the Blues, isn't he? And 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 Damon's going to have a, a good side. Although I see they lost to their reserves yesterday, four three. Um, I think that one of these one of these two will win the division, so I can see it being a very uh, fiercely contested game for yeah. a, for a, for a season opener. So I will look forward to see the result of that one. Agreed. Uh, Div six, the Silk Podcast, the Silk Grassroots Podcast Network, Division six, the longest named league <laughs> in Westford, the fifth best division. <laughs> uh, AFC Sport in Greenwich take on Royal Oak. Royal Oak will be fired up this season. Uh, they finished second bottom last year. I don't think that's going to happen again. I think they're going to actually be strong in the league this year. Uh, Sporting Greenwich, as we know, um, I just they just enjoy and love their football. Royal Oak, my pick to win that league this year. Uh, Bexley Village Vets take on FC Cabras. They said they did drop Lass from their name because they thought it was stupid. But I love their name. Yeah, I mean, sir. The Goats is better than FC Goats, FC. <laughs> I think. 
But Bexley Village Vets against Escarabas, that will be a good game. Uh, they'll be looking to improve again this season. Both teams, to be fair. Chimera Reserves go against Elton Palace, who are fancied as well. Them and Royal Oaks, it, people seem to be talking about. Uh, the Bosco take on Lesser FXI. We know on their day, Lesser can uh, can get a result. Let's see what happens. Uh, Greenwich Battle Cruisers taking on JJ United. Come on, the Cruisers. You, you're calling out the Cruisers to win that, are you? We yeah, want JJ yeah. to win, don't we? I want, I want Cruisers to win. I want JJ to win just one game. Yeah, not this game, though. No. No, I'd like him to win a game, just not this game. I'm not affiliated to Battle Cruisers. I'm not in their pocket. I'm not in, I'm not in their pocket. <laughs> uh, Adidas take on Junior Reds in the Jewish Shield. Very early cup game. Get yeah. a cup game out of the way. Uh, Adidas has promoted into Division 2 this year. Uh, Division 6 winners last season. Yep. Uh, invincible season as well for them. Uh, got given a lot of games. I think it might have been seven. Sorry, my bad. Seven. Was it division seven? Because Footscray won six, didn't they? Because we was in five. Oh yeah, sorry. So they were in the best division <laughs> last season. Were they? Division yeah. eight. Was it division eight last year? The no, it's, yeah, division eight was the bottom one. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can't remember everything. Adidas. Um, I seen them in a friendly, and I had. I got to say, they were good going forward. So, uh, junior Reds, I have to watch out for that one. And Greenwich Challenge Vets take on. Uh, New Cross Rovers reserves in the West for Shield. That's all the fixtures. Uh, nice to see so many games on the first uh, day of the season. Let's go to our predictions quickly. And as I said, Omar and Steve from Peckham IA will be our uh, guest predictors on the show. Um, recording that uh, Wednesday night will be out Thursday morning. Um, R2J Gibbs against Bulltarks. Now, the pitch here isn't going to suit the Bulltarks <laughs> over at Mottingham. The Bulltarks play all their best stuff and all their best results have come from their old home ground. I'm not sure where they are this year at Sporting Club Thamesmead on that 4G. Can you see Bulltarks getting the win here? Um, do you know, just because of their experience um, of playing last season and knowing what it's all about now, I think they might have that bit of advantage. But... I don't I mean they're going to be full of uh, both teams are going to be f like full of energy and uh, back and forth as we said earlier yep. do you know what I, I see Bulltarks nicking it 3-2 oh. is that what you've done yeah alright I'll, I'll change that then I'll s do you know what I say, I'm going to say 2-2 two, 2-0 two. Two I think it'd be a draw okay I'm going to go for a draw uh, Kingsford Barnhurst now I went back against Barnhurst so I'll go first on this one if Barnhurst get ahead, I'm not sure Kingsford. I know they play good. Some of them play good stuff on a Saturday and all that. But I'm talking about as a team, Kingsford. I'm not sure they would have played anyone with the movement and intelligence of Luke Coleman on a on a Sunday just yet. He might catch them cold. I'm going to back Barnhurst to win this one, and I'm going to do it two one. They'll get ahead. I think they'll go two 0 up, and Kingsford will nick one, and then Barnhurst will out Barnaston to the end of the game do you know what I th I'm going to go the other way I think that it'll be very close but I think that Kingsford might nick it towards the end with the fitness side of things I'm going to say Kingsford 3-2 3-2 Kingsford for Gibbs uh, Elton Lions reserves taking on Hassie Elton Lions reserves taking on Hacienda reserves They're a bit of an unknown Hassie it's Ender. a tough it's one it's yeah. a tough one to call isn't it 
Um, on that basis, where we don't know much about Hacienda, I'm going to back Elton Lions reserves, and I'm going to say two one. Two one. To Elton Lions, I'm going to go three one to Elton Lions reserves on that one. I, I I think we know what a good side they were. Hacienda reserves, we haven't seen much in terms of social media from them. We don't know what they've done. If Hacienda's first team aren't playing, are they going to put a few boys in there to get some yeah. minutes? That's what you don't know. And there's no rules against them doing that. They've probably signed all players for both teams. There's no, yeah. there's no way that they can they can restrict that between what, what leagues. What's the fella? Louis something? Is that the forward Louis, for them? Yeah, if he plays in this, I'd be surprised. But um, you don't know what they're going to do. They could be strong when Hacienda don't have a game on the Orpington and Bromley. Let's wait and see. Uh, Spring Hill Blues taking on Rose and Crown is our last uh, our fourth game, uh, the Blues narrowly missing out on uh, championships last year. Two Elton Lions reserves in the, the previous game. Rose and Crown back in Westfer. Uh, not impressed, obviously, with what they with what they saw in the Met League and have come back to Westfer after a year away. What do you reckon? Both very vocal on Twitter. Both both good guys. I don't know much about the Rose and Crown, but just judging that they lost four three to their reserves last. Uh, Sunday. I'm going to back Omar on this one, but I think it'll be close again. I think a lot of goals. I'm going to say 3-2 to Springhill. 3-2 Springhill. I don't know how um, what's happened to Springhill Blues. They had a real good player. Was it Daniel something? He scored tons of goals for them last season. Oh, I don't know. Either. Loads of goals. Um, and I, If he's still there, I expect him to have a good season. Omar, obviously, this is his game, so he'll be predicting this one on the Sunday League Show Extra. So we'll have a bit of insight in this, so I'm not done my homework properly. But I will back Omar and the boys, just because <coughs> Omar's part of the team. 3-2 <laughs> maybe, um, it might be tighter than that. I'm going to go 2-1 to Omar and the Spring Hill Blues boys. But we do expect Rose and Crown to be um, a strong team in Division 5 this season. Gibbs, good luck with your one against... Duchess of Kent. Just want to um, stay in the game and keep it competitive. <laughs> uh, I'll speak to you next week when we'll have some results to speak about um, as well as the games. No problem, mate. All the best. Have a good week. So that is it. The end of another show. Thank you to Jamie, Graham and Gibbs this week for uh, their input for their uh, leagues uh, no Roger this week obviously the Quota Municipal didn't have any games so he had a week off hopefully back next week uh, with a full roundup of all the fixtures on Sunday the 11th of September uh, 11th of September yep I was right um, thank you to our sponsors the Down to Play app Match Arc at NJPGD Magpie Recruitment Board and Sports Youth Grassroots Football, GRF, Skipper Sportswear, Awards FC and Adrenaline Rush, A Rush Laser Tag. They are our podcast sponsors for this season. Um, our charity sponsors are Player Packs at NJPGD, Arithmetic Accountants, Black Eagle Athlete and Board and Sports Stop Bullying Campaign. Uh, as I say, next week we should have a full roundup of all the uh, results from this weekend and the fixtures from next week, uh, for next weekend uh, and the week after we will be having the Westford Plumstead Charity Cup draw for the first two rounds 
Um, it's a big draw with teams entering now from the Southern Sunday um, and other leagues. I'm not sure um, where, when, who have entered. So we'll have all that confirmed for you in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, but have a good week. Enjoy for having football back. It's good to have the uh, league stuff back. These friendlies um, don't mean anything. So now um, all that work, hopefully, that you've put in in pre-season will pay dividends. See you later. Searching for players? Searching for clubs? Find players and clubs near you right now on MatchHark. Playing football could never be easier. Download MatchHark on Google Play or visit our website at matchhark.com. Truly a great match. MatchHark. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.